0: Welcome to Chronic Combat Conversations, a live look at our best bets, picks, and predictions for every UFC event with your host, TB Scouting MMA and
1: the Guru. Back again for UFC Vegas 54, Jan Blahovich taking on Alexander Rakic in your light heavyweight title contender eliminator. Man, this fight's going to be amazing. But before we can get into that, We've got somebody special in the house tonight. Four and zero in the UFC. Three performance of the night bonuses. One fight of the night bonus. Man, thank you so much for coming here, <laughs> Mr. Adrian Yanez, What is going on, buddy?
2: Oh man, nothing much, man. Just got a fight announced, so I'm super happy about that. Honestly, man, I'm just loving living life, man. That's that's the motto that I've been I've been living by, man. Loving living life, and that's exactly like.
1: We love that motto, man. Seriously, congratulations on the fight announcement, by the way.
2: Oh yeah, man. Thank you. I've been asking since February, so I'm, I'm fucking, <laughs> I'm fucking ecstatic.
1: Chomping at yeah, the right. bit, huh? June 18th, right against yeah. uh, Tony June, Kelly.
2: June 18th, I got a game opponent in Tony Kelly, and then uh, you know, man. just just the, you know, finally getting to fight in my home state. It's not Houston, but you know, something close. You know, it's so like a two and a half, three hour drive for me, and I'm fucking excited. Dude, That's <laughs> oh, man. awesome,
0: man. Yeah, you know. so, uh, uh, so I mean, were you looking for someone like specifically in the top fifteen, or was this just kind of like fighting at home in Austin, Texas, was more of a priority than like the specific matchup in this case?
2: Honestly, like, like uh, I had said just a minute ago, like, man, I've been asking for a fight since February. I told him, uh, so like the way I, everything I kind of planned out for me is uh, after that Davy Grant fight i really wanted to take a couple months off like you know december january february and uh i got with my management team in february the beginning of february being like hey look i'm starting to ramp up my training uh, i want to fight in may i was like i want to make sure i like i get a, i get a fight end of april may uh let's start working on stuff like that and then next thing you know uh weeks just <laughs> it ended up turning days to weeks yeah. to months and i'm just like all right. Fuck. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> it, it it had like no one in particular, uh, you know, and it was actually kind of crazy, kind of funny that, uh, you know, someone had tagged me in like someone like uh, Nate Manis's Facebook post and was like, was like, Hey, like, you know, uh, like, he's like, just to clear the air. Uh, Cause I, I, I did mention his name a couple of times in, the, in a, in like a, one of my sh- gaming streams and they had, yeah, no, that was a possibility. Cause at the time, uh he was a possibility and i was like all right cool like i'm cool with that like dude whatever names y'all give me i don't care because i even i even gave him the three names for uh my three names for uh to sean and i was like bro the three people that called me out give me them i don't care like give me those guys like i don't care which one it is let's let's set something up uh one ufc doesn't want that right now <laughs> and yeah. the other two <laughs> uh at the time uh Tony Kelly was booked, and and Nate Manish was the only option. So I was like, "All right, cool." Like it looks like Nate Manish is, is it is, and uh, things just kept going on. Like and you know, it turned into another. It turned into a week, two weeks, three weeks, and then uh, someone tagged me in his post and was like, "Man, uh, yeah, I haven't heard about a fight in like about like I've been asking for about six, seven weeks, and I haven't heard anything." I was like, uh, "They tagged me." He's like, "Hugh versus Giannis would be a fucking phenomenal <laughs> fight," and I was like. I was like, yeah, you know what's actually crazy? I've been I've been waiting for an answer for eight weeks already. So I was like, hey, man, I feel your pain. And uh, come to find out, uh, Nate Manis is going in a different direction. Uh, they have like, yeah, <laughs> he's going in a different direction. And Tony Kelly happened to pop open. And pretty much, like, we got that fight scheduled. It was, like, pretty on point. Like, I got with my manager, I think it was uh, last week. Last week and I didn't sign the con- we didn't sign the contract until officially until yesterday. So like it's signed, sealed and delivered and we're good. Like literally when that post is made on 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 Instagram, it was like literally like five minutes right after that.
1: Wow, that's actually that's very uh, that's awesome that that actually happened. I, I wanted to say, though, Nate Maness is actually a friend of the show. We've had him on and I'm uh, <laughs> not to throw the competition out there because I know you're not scheduled to fight him at the moment, but he did come on and he did the whole pod, man. He did the whole card with us We're <laughs> savage for that. We yeah. thank Nate for that. You honestly, that would be a great fight between you two because you guys are are like just fucking you guys I hate to say that because it's so cliche, but you guys are seriously stand and bang savages in there. Love to fight, always game, you know, really gotta would probably have to put oh, your yeah. lights out to put you guys down.
2: Oh so. yeah, no, that's a like huge respect. That's why I wanted that fight. That's yeah. that, that was like a big thing like cuz well, first initially the reason why I wanted that fight is cuz he had called me out, but then once I took a step back and actually like watched his fight, I was like, "Oh, this guy's a banger. I like it." Like let's I think that that proves to be like another 50k bonuses for the both of us. So I was like, "Man, let's do that." Yeah. That's <laughs> you know, is I'm 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 100% game cuz bro, it's, it just lights up nothing but fireworks and me, I I just I love to, you know, please the crowd. Like, you know, I haven't fought in a crowd since the uh, LFA, uh, LFA 78. Oh, so, shit. so yeah. to me, I'm like, man, I want to fight in front of a crowd and like all that shit. Like I wouldn't mind fighting in, in, uh, in the apex again, but I want to fight in front of a crowd.
1: A real crowd. Yeah, but, uh, sure.
2: you know, Nate Manis me and Nate Manis would absolutely be fireworks. But also I got a great constellation prize in the Tony Kelly fight. So I'm I'm not tripping, you know, but no, I got, I got, I got big respect for, for Nate and and Tony. Big respect, big respect. Because there's only three people that call me out. Everybody else has been hush mouth, <laughs> dude. But but seriously, speaking of after that Davey Grant fight, I know you wanted
1: a fight like recent. So first off, a couple things. I have no idea how the headphones are on your head. Is your how is your ear doing, oh. dude? That was the craziest thing ever. Other yeah. than the bra, like next to the brahmaj injury where his thing is falling off his head like that. Yours was
2: nasty, dude. Yeah, it got it got extremely big. Uh, actually, I'll pull off to the side. So this is this is the ear now. I'm like actually, You're it, it's, a, okay. a it's 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 good. good. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I had to. You know? I knew I was coming on the podcast. So I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. Uh, But this one is isn't as bad. The only thing is, is that the ear hole is actually kind of like I can't wear AirPods anymore. Oh, I can't. Well, wow. oh, not oh, AirPods. No. The, I can't fit the ones that like had that like, had that, like the extra cushion to bit the yeah, fit okay. in here. So I had to Got get like it. the little like uh, you know those little gummy things that put it in. Like, <laughs> those yes, ones. Those yes. are the ones. But this is the one that like was uh that i had before the fight and it just started getting worse oh, see man. this one oh yeah,
3: okay yeah. wow yeah so,
2: yeah but this one i i appreciate this one because the inside of the ear i can like put a regular headphone in there and be good You know? <laughs> yeah so, so it's like kind of i'm kind of like well what the fuck man this one look this one this one looks worse than the other one but this right. one i could fit a regular ass headphone in so i'm like i'm like whoa uh, you know you gotta priorities. get it looks 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 or uh looks or you know The 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 functionality, yeah. yeah. (laughs) That's awesome, man. But speaking of looks, are you dating anybody right now, Adrian? You
1: single? You? Ma- I don't even know your your. Oh status. man,
2: oh bro, I yeah, I keep I keep all my all my family and all that stuff personal, man. Like, oh I, no worries, I, I no worries. Try to keep it, try to keep it. Yeah, no, but I have I've had a long time girlfriend. Actually, today is like a nine year anniversary. So wow, yeah. That's today awesome. yeah. today specifically. Today specifically, man. Wow. She she is pissed off right oh, now. Oh my <laughs> god! I'm <laughs> No, well but, congratulations. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. Crazy. amazing, dude. It's crazy.
1: It's crazy because
2: it's crazy because it's like. Nine, uh, nine, nine years for us, and then it's also uh, marks our, our, our baby's fifth month, like his fifth month on, wow. on Earth and everything. Oh, so wow. everything kind of just
3: bro. congratulations and yeah, thank no.
2: you.
1: That's that's seriously ma- mazel tov has us. <laughs> <life> to <laughs> oh, oh man,
0: man. so uh, yeah, TV, you're bud. Yeah, so I mean, uh, we saw Aljo kind of greet you after the Davy Grant fight. Cage so was
2: that your for guys' first time meeting there? Is that how everything oh. kind of linked up? No, uh actually uh he had uh I think he had already like looked me up before, uh, because I think he was already going back and forth from Vegas to New York and uh he saw me fight Gustavo and uh pretty much like after that fight, like because I saw him uh after the fight, I was going back and rewatching the fight and I was seeing the live tweets and I saw Aljo Aljo was saying some stuff and I was like, Oh, okay, that's cool. Like I'm getting acknowledgement from someone who's like like no bullshit like way back in the day whenever i was an amateur and i'd seen him fight like it was before the brian Caraway fight i remember telling one of my training partners at the time i was like oh nah, that guy's gonna be champ he's fucking good wow. and uh and next, next thing you know he fights brian Caraway, and i'm like well what the fuck <laughs> 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 but i was like all right but no uh he rebounded from that and like just to see how he bounced back and all that stuff so that was pretty cool and then uh just being able to see that like the live yeah. tweets on the Gustavo fight and seeing that I was like, Oh, okay, respect. That's that's the guy the guy respects what I do, he respects my skills and everything. And then uh a couple months later, uh I know that whole uh Yon yawn, yawn shit, the fucking illegal knee, that bullshit illegal ass mm-hmm. knee. And then uh it was like I think around August, September. Uh, wait no, it was it was in uh, August. He hit me up and was like it was like about a couple weeks after everything happened with my coach. So he just hit me up and was like, Hey, uh, I was like, uh, I like, would you mind being able to help me out with my training camp and just send me a schedule what he had? And I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. Like, uh, he's like, he said him and Ray Longo were talking and they thought I was going to be a good look for him for, for And I was like, all right, yeah, I'm hundred percent. I'm down. Uh, i'm down uh, i had some people tell me not to go because i was like they're like oh no you, you might find him in the future i was like well i i really don't i really like bro shit doesn't matter to me like we're all gonna punch each other in the face if we can get paid off it that's fine uh but you know i was like man i'm gonna go help him like let me be a part of a champ's camp and like let me see how that rolls and just seeing how uh a champion carries himself during like the fights Why? and everything like how he is in I was fight so camp curious about so that that was like my thing because like that was like the biggest Biggest camp I've ever been a part of other than like uh, like uh, Chris Cyborg or Tito Ortiz camp, you know, back whenever I was like very fresh pro. I think I had like one pro fight and I flew out to Cali to go uh, to go like train and watch them live and all that stuff. But I officially saw like a champ camp.
3: Yeah. You know, I was then, uh,
2: I
1: was really wondering what your biggest takeaway would be. Was it something technical that he showed you in the grappling? Something like in the mental preparation that you saw Champ? Cuz you're you were part of this process right of him with the neck injury and then coming back to win the I mean not win the title cuz it was his but like really yeah. shut shut the haters up. I mean, like even as I kind of trip over saying it, Freudianly, like win the title yeah. when he had already won it. So, yeah. Like, yeah.
2: It it was a, it was a lot of shit and it also kind of be like not to take myself so seriously, man, cuz like mm. fuck I that was one thing. That was one thing that I really did. I just kept taking myself way too fucking serious, you know, and uh you know, like and, and whenever I was with him and like we we'd have these talks and everything and I'd be like, "Man, like, you know, this should bother you and shit." And he was like cuz some like I'm telling you, the shit that I seen on his Instagram, like his like dms and like the post man he tagged me on something just people just fucking just go Horrible. in just go hard go in like bro a lot of people are racist a lot of people were saying the n-word a lot of, so like the way that he acted after like not not the way he even acted like the way he would like response to all these guys and just be like man bro, i completely understood you know i was even talking to one of my training partners like uh cameron i was like bro it's like i was like hey like he's like yeah you know like uh. I'm not sure if I like him the way he goes about things. You know, I was like, I was like, bro, he's like, he's like, I don't know. I just don't know if I like him. He's the like, guy. mild.
1: Like, he's actually mild when you really think yeah, about it. Yeah.
2: And I was like, I was like, bro, I was like, trust me. Like, I was like, you don't see it, but like, this guy was getting yeah. like the shit into of the stick on a lot of Like, they were like calling him, like, good. he was like, I was like, hey, the N word. They were calling him the monkey. They're doing this. They're being like oh, super God. racist. And he was like, he was like, oh, word. I was like, yeah. He's like, I never really paid attention to any of that. And I was like, no, bro. <laughs> like, uh-huh. bro, like, I was like, I was, like, I remember seeing the comments and being, like, God damn, like, bro, how have you not, like, fucking lost your mind right now? And I'm, like, yeah, he's, like, yeah, just, you know, take it. Roll. I have thick skin. Don't take myself too seriously.
3: Yeah.
2: And i like, oh, okay, cool. And I took that. And then also, too, man, like, Live it up, man. Don't be like, because he'd be like, dude, don't be so like super strict with yourself where you're just hating yeah. fucking life. You know, have have some fun. You know, this is what we do. <laughs> it's like, why the fuck would you want to go back and be like, man, I remember that time I was so fucking miserable. He's like, nah, you go back and you want to have a good time. So yeah. uh, it took a lot of things from him. And then just seeing how hard, like how hard he worked and just like, man, the man never fucking complained. So I was like, yeah, like I don't, I never complain either, but I was just seeing like someone on the champ status, like just being like, nah. Like fuck he goes he goes with someone like Mirab and also too, like being able to see someone like Marad too. Like uh after he fought Marlon Marias, uh he mm-hmm. came back home. He was like, I talked to him for a little bit. He's like, you know, he was drilling with somebody and he's like, Yeah, I got dizzy. I was like, Yeah, bro, you shouldn't be doing shit. And then uh Ray Long was like, Hey, I want you get on the treadmill, you know, and just like act like just for fun, just for just for the fun, like just to just to put it out there and be like, Oh, he's already working. And <laughs> he fucking, he records him, he's like 15 seconds, he's like, all right, you're done, Marad. Fucking Marab just kept running. Yeah. <laughs> he ran a good old, like, he just kept running. He just didn't stop. So I was like, all right, shit, props, kudos. Like, they just wanted to do it for fun, but he just kept fucking going. So just being around those guys, like, just kind of, like, overall, just was like, all right. Like, it just it it solidified me that I'm doing something right because, like, I was already going out my way to get out of my comfort zone. That was my first time going somewhere by myself, you know, and all that stuff. Like, right. at least whenever I went to California – I had my coach. I had a couple of training partners. Me, I just packed my bags, packed my bags, stayed in a completely place like that because I didn't know Aljo at all. Like that was yeah. the first time oh, wow. me meeting him, uh, meeting him. And then after that's whenever like uh, after that week, you know, I, we kept in touch. We were like, cool. And then after that Davy fight, you know, went up to him and so I was like, hey, what's up, brother? Cool. <laughs> then he uh, he flew me back out whenever that fight got rebooked. Wow. And I helped him out a lot more. And then I just seen the differences from that first camp to this camp was just like leaps and bounds way better than what he was. Because I'll say I'll say like this that version, even though he felt better, that version of Alja, I don't think would have gotten gotten it done the way he did this time around. Now, this time around, he was really, really good. And I still feel even within that training camp, I feel he had another level to go to cuz bro like he, he was he was killing it he wasn't he was a monster i think like, the guy was in fucking shape so he was, was so cool, shredded that was yeah. so
1: that was, those those pictures were literally viral for a reason that was that was crazy <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: He used <was> fucking phenomenal
1: <laughs> and yeah you had kind of touched on it a bit but i i was really curious what exactly um, not taking yourself as seriously looked like for you um is it coming on you know fans
2: podcasts and chatting it
1: up like i, mean, I obviously it is on some level but what does that look like for you
2: man he's just be like man it's like uh not being so strict like man i would be counting everything counting all my calories counting all this shit just like mm-hmm. not having fun whatsoever like even before i had a fight booked like i was like stressed like fucking just like mm-hmm. going out there and just like eating as healthy as I could not having a beer, not doing anything. He was like, Aljo was like, man, dude, look, you can, you can have a beer. Like you, like, you don't have to Yeah, to do it. Exactly. You, so he's like, yeah, I was like, uh, like he was like, man, he had a hard week. He's like, man, you can have one or two. You just can't overdo it. And he's like, just get something you really like, you know, just get something you really like and you just really feel like it's, it's good. It's good carbs. And I was like, all right. He was like, yeah. And, uh, you know, like i'm 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 in a for sure fight camp right now so i'm kind of like struggling. yeah yeah, nah, yeah no i shouldn't do it no i shouldn't do it uh but a couple like a couple weeks ago i was like man you know fuck it like i haven't don't have a fight book supposedly we're getting a fight book so i like have a have a beer or two and be like oh shit all right cool <laughs> take the edge off a little bit i'm not so much stressed about this this problem that i have i don't know you know it's a uh, it's a lot of bullshit so it's like hey like i'm good to go but so uh and then also it kind of helped me out just to like assess situations a lot more easier instead so of just be like, like oh me 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 you are like nah whatever bro like hey like I'm gonna figure this shit out one way or another, uh, awesome. you know so it's 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 been all it's all it's all been good man I've been like like again man I've been loving living life man the motto I've been living by that that seriously is so important and it's it's honestly something I preach
1: in, in my everyday life as well. Um you know I, I was wondering like because honestly like you said you're about to be in training camp, you're in training camp you you you, you know you're a, you're a strict guy um what does I, you're gonna be talking about fighting nonstop what do you do outside of fighting not fighting related what what's 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 your safety place, man?
2: my safety place man it's uh honestly getting like it's as weird as it is and it's like it gets tiring for some reason is uh getting on the stream man streaming and just like interacting with the with, uh, interacting with people is pretty cool hey, man. man like it's a you it so cool because like now i have like even though it's not super big it's, it's nice and for me it's like perfect size because like i can get to everybody immediately uh, i remember whenever uh jen's raided my channel on twitch and was just like it was just like Overwhelming with how many people were coming in, getting into chat. I was like, mm-hmm. "I'm trying to keep up with everybody." What the fuck? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> and so it is. It is fun, you know. It is fun, like being able to chat and play with play with the homies and all that stuff, and just being ha- able to have a good time. Because I have a great time, even if I'm losing, man. Like as long as I got interactive with chat, you know. Uh, big shout out to Amon because he's he's super interactive and he always talks shit. But I know he's a uh, but. He does it just because, like, man, like it, it adds an extra flavor. I love it because he's like, "Oh, man, how are you gonna fumble today? How are you gonna fumble this time?" I'm like, man, bro. <laughs> like <laughs> going back. to what's, what's, uh, what's your Apex, game? Apex, man. Oh, okay. I love Apex Legends. Apex Legends okay. to me is just the like one of the most phenomenal games. It either goes super fast paced or it has like a slow pace, but even the slow pace is super fast. So I love it. And you know, honestly, after that, like, I'm just kind of like youtubing like marvel stuff and like uh marvel and then also man i'm watching fights i'm like studying and then also and like uh on the weekends man i'm just trying to be with my family because like my life is kind of just in like so in like involved with fighting because i'm coaching these other guys as well and while i'm training and i had to go corner those guys I had to wrap their hands i had to like do a lot of these things making sure that they're on point as well and that's another thing that's kind of like like holy shit, like these past couple of weeks, there's been kind of been like, ah, what the fuck? Like and like you know, but yeah, balancing that
1: responsibility and having the you know the personal boundaries like listen, I need to do this for me, but at the same time wanting to be a good teammate and also wanting to get better through doing uh, those kinds of things as I, well. It's a very tough balance, I'd imagine.
2: Oh, yeah. It's uh these these past couple of weeks, man. I was actually uh talking to my training partner, Cameron, and I was like, I I just I talked to uh because it was like the fight week that everybody fought and I already knew that the gym was like going to be empty. There's going to be nobody there. Like, because man, I think we had like about uh, four or five fighters fight that night and, you know, uh, just didn't go well for us. And I was like, ah oh, man, like, fuck. Uh, so I was like, I knew that. And plus the fairy fights fight on a Sunday and it's just like, so I'm like, now my Sunday's fucked. Like I can't, oh do- <laughs> it. yeah, they fight on a Sunday. I'm just like, man, what the fuck is this? Like, bro, like I don't get it, but I'm just like, <laughs> like, that uh, uh, like my Saturday is pretty much like, uh, we're doing what I can just being with the family. And then, uh, they, the fight starts so early. Like I had to be there at 12. I had to be there at twelve just so like I can start wrapping the guys' hands who fight at two. Then the main card starts at four, and then I have a couple guys on the main card and I can't leave until they fight. And yeah, it's just a lot of shit, man. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. And then so I I go home, you know, like after eating not nothing for like from twelve all the way to like eight o'clock, and I'm just like Act fuck a snack, off. Man. Bro, a baby <laughs> baby carrot something. Bro, that that day was just like I had a guy starting off the card i had a guy like Mm -hmm. four fights after him then i had a guy two fights after him and then i had a guy starting off the main card then i had a guy being like the uh featured the featured fight and i was like i was like oh man like this is like (laughs) like i'm like fuck (laughs) so it was a lot in uh just being able to like but i love it i love it as much as as much as i I, like i'm talking shit right now i really do love it but I'm not going to lie that Monday, that Monday morning waking up with all my energy spent, my voice is just like so raspy from the, Screaming. all like from the yelling and mm. shit. And then also that day, the, uh, the UC, UC people were filming me uh, for some stuff, you know, that they're about to do uh, that they're about to do. So I was like, all right, well, you know, that happens like, to me Can't... sometimes too. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. So it was kind of, it was kind of all over the place. Uh, so it was just, fuck, uh, it was a lot and then the next day uh I had talked to one of my training partners coaches like cuz he he switched over from straight muay thai jumping over into MMA and we've been helping him out with MMA and all that stuff and he recently like his uh muay thai gym just recently uh like I'd say about 4 or 5 months ago uh got Eve Edwards as a oh, coach wow. as That's like awesome. uh, th- their MMA coach so That's huge I was able to talk to like so his uh, Muay Thai coach is there and Eve Edwards is there. So Michael Chase That's Corley is his uh, Muay Thai coach, and Eve Edward Eve Edwards was there. And I remember just talking to uh, his Muay Thai coach, being like, "Hey, like, can we start working together?" I like I like I need this extra work because like yeah. like I'm running everything for the guys, and I just kind of need the oversight. I need someone like because I don't want to get sloppy. Hey, I just see the shirt. <laughs> I just I just barely <laughs> noticed that. Holy crap! I just see the shirt. I love it. Thank you. We, gotta, we, gotta get uh, oh, yeah, we also
0: got the, uh, the Dr. Pepper going oh, on. We're all, no, I just, we're I all just, prepared. i uh... prepared for you, oh, man. man. Yeah. Uh, uh... Listen, man, we've been, we've been following and like, dude, it's, it, it's, <laughs> it's just bad. been great to like, see your progression and like how much you're willing to reach out and how good of a guy you are just overall in the community. And, and even with your opponents, like, you know, yeah. I, all I see is respect all around. And like, so as an ultimate question here, you know, related to the show in in two ways, you know, do you gamble yourself at all? And two, do you ever dabble in the chronic ever? Uh, I guess,
1: my guess is no on the chronic.
2: So, so I do gamble, but it's like I stopped betting big because, uh, okay. you know, like. What do you consider
1: big? Everybody's got a different
3: number. Man,
2: I got a couple hundred you know a a couple a couple hundred you know i started i started no i started like i started i started doing chump change compared to what what, what people (laughs)
1: people go crazy we're not those guys yeah i go i go
2: 20 bucks 20 bucks 10 bucks and then if i have the uh so i since i go to my bookie i'm pretty much just like if i got a free play i get the 10 dollar play i'll add that shit to my parlay and be like all right cool let me double up and then also too like the (laughs) uh being able to do do a blackjack on uh my bookie has been fucking phenomenal for me because I <laughs> I got hooked on it this last time around. I was at I was in oh Vegas, no. sitting on sitting at the table, winning money, losing money, and then I got a roulette, win money, lose money, and then I came out uh, minus one fifty. And I remember being like, "Oh fuck, I don't ever want to do this again." But then <laughs>
3: I'm back
2: on my I'm back on my bookie doing blackjack. <laughs> yes, we love it. But That's yeah, awful. no man, nah man, fuck uh, the chronic man, dude. I'm telling you right now, I don't have the lungs for it. Got i it. don't have the lungs for it you got, the, you got hey. the cardio bro
1: what you mean yeah. <laughs> no
2: nah, man like it's a it's crazy Maybe that's because, why like, he's got the cardio my oh, mom, go. <laughs> no so i was actually talking to someone uh, not too long ago and they were like yeah no like it does not like for them it was like not that they they were just like man it was just like i guess like, they're so used to doing it that it didn't affect their like cardio Mm. they're just like you're like yeah no i just don't overdo it i don't go like i just small little small things here and there and then uh you know not getting too big i just need that little little thing to take off the edge and i'm like oh okay um but me man i do the little shit to take me off the edge and like since i'm like so like i'd be like oh (laughs) yeah so i'd be i'd be i would be pretty fucked so (laughs) at least at least on my end like i'm like yeah no that's too much for me but uh uh, the times that I've done it is definitely kind of just been like, like, mm-hmm. get, my throat immediately is like, oh, fuck. Right, <laughs> start, I'll, I'll call for a whole five minutes before I'm oh, yeah. like, my face will be red, but like, <clears throat> gotta call, yeah, to yeah, get off, man, bro, yeah,
1: <laughs> oh uh, man, seriously, I, I, we, I could honestly, I wish we could grab a beer, like, I would only one, right? Only one, I, but I, yeah. I, could, I could talk to you like all night, man, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Do you want to do them? Do you want to do the main? The oh. main event do you want to do you, like whatever oh, you want yeah do, nah let, let y'all me know away. let me know when you tap, right. bro you tap <laughs> out and you let me know and let everybody hey, man, know I, I know y'all had Nate on here y'all
2: y'all, y'all, y'all <laughs> pulling that card on
0: me so no. like, hey <laughs> well we know we also you know there's obligations in life but listen we got uh <laughs> we got some stats here too to help out with our picks and everything as yes, we pull them do. up oh. here oh shit so, yeah, we're we're official here at Chronic Combat Conversations. Make sure you're following Yana at Yana's MMA on Twitter. Yeah, before at- we end
1: the interview, actually, do you translate? Do you want to do you want to throw out a couple sponsors, man? Anybody you're trying to shout out?
2: Man, honestly, my biggest sponsor, uh, Drink HRW. Like, actually, I got a couple big sponsors, but Drink HRW has been uh man <laughs> dude they got this uh they got the recovery they got this drink that you just throw the little tablets in they dissolve and like it uh, to me man like since i drink so much water like i drink so much water that just to be able to add that little flavor the re rejuvenation that shit i don't know what i don't know if it's just like placebo or whatever the fuck it is <laughs> it's, like it's like it it helped it helps me i feel so recovered so like it I dude it might be placebo it might be bullshit but you know dude drink hrw what is it drink drink uh drink hrw yeah oh uh, man actually fuck let me pull that bitch up bro because yeah do that it, it fucking it fucking drink H- it's fucking so it's, phenomenal. Like, it's, so
1: it's a tablet you put into like I'm yeah it in my big ass it pretty, jug of water
2: it, it pretty much makes it into hydrogen water okay oh, and it's okay. like and it has a it has magnesium in it and bro i'm telling you it, it like I said, it might Get be them placebo.
1: alkalines up, them 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 electrolytes
2: bro, I'm telling you, bro, this is fucking We're scientists shit, out here. Come on. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. Like, yeah, so man. Shout out weird, them hey, for real. real. Yeah, it they sent they sent me a whole bunch of stuff. They even sent me tablets that I can throw in the water, like can do like uh, in my tub and do like uh, a Epsom salt bat type of oh, deal. Wow. So oh, okay.
0: bro, full range super, of products out here.
2: Super helpful, man. They even got like a whole bunch of supplement products and everything. So this shit's dope as fuck. Uh, yeah, listen, and then also looking to
1: get into the podcast business. We're bro, we'd, we'd, we'd love to have them.
3: So and also uh
2: so I, I partnered up with uh with, with this uh soap company called Dukes Up, uh okay. Dukes Up official. And you know, they were able to make my own scent and everything and have like my own like own little uh oh, dang, heavy, there he is. heavy hitter bar soap. You know, I had a, <laughs> a, had had a slight flex on that one, but there you go but,
1: love but, it. No, I really? need. I literally. I need one of those. How do I get one? I need oh, man. it. But I need gotta, it. But I need it signed by you. Oh man, you I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna rub it. I'm not. I, no. I'm no, telling.
2: I'm it. telling you. They. They literally just had this giveaway on face on uh, Instagram, <laughs> oh. on Instagram. I signed like about 25 of those boxes, and they're like, yeah, because people were asking for them so much that yeah, that you'd be able to win like a signed box, and I think uh, right now they're actually doing a giveaway for my fight. In Austin, that I oh, think shit. they're giving away two tickets. So if you go to their Instagram, right, if you go to the Instagram, uh-uh. you might be able to win two tickets on uh, for uh-huh. my fight in Austin. I think you might be able to win some soap. So 100, like, like go follow them, yeah, Duke's up go. official, Duke's up official on Instagram, hit them up, like go go buy the bar of soap. Man, they support fighters. And actually, what's pretty crazy is that like uh, the reason why he wanted to put fighters on there, put fighters like because there's it's not just me, like I there's like four other five other fighters so it's like two box two boxers and another okay. amateur mma fighter and uh another so it's uh micah white i believe and then the other mma fighter is uh kyra martinez and then i'm about to butcher i i'm Do it. i'm gonna butcher, butcher the, it. Uh, Let's go. well, I'm it. the uh go well butchering up the boxers man but uh like i know their instagram i know like the instagrams and all that stuff but like fuck it's it's <laughs> they like, you know, every single box, every single box that's sold under under their name, under their uh, whoever buys their box, they get a percentage of it. That's
3: all. So oh, that wow. like
2: they helps, they help re- they're really helping support the fighters. So I think that's super dope. And they're like, like just I remember just even just talking to somebody he's like, nah, bro, like I want to make sure that they get like they get paid. I want to make sure, like, man, if, if I have a small contribution to it, like I would be so happy just to be able to help somebody else. Like I respected awesome. it. And then also what's really cool about this and i was talking to him i was like man what made you choose soap and he was like well i have dry skin and then like all the soap and he was like he even made it like customized like you can pick which soap you want because on the side i don't know if you see it right here it actually tells you like hey if you're more dry oily if you're more in the middle like there's there's stuff that you can actually like Options. So, like, on my bar. Honestly, so- but guy,
1: and you know what? I like that you're talking about that because I feel like there's like a stigma around guys caring caring about their skin. But like, hey, if, Bro. if Adrian Yanez UFC fighter, cares about Bro. his skin, I think you should. I'm
2: telling. I'm telling you right now. I have like I have a little bit of a drier skin. I don't really have oily skin, but I do have more drier skin. So like even just using my bar of soap because this is meant for dry skin, like super dry skin. So man, it's been helping me out. I love it. And dry you know out what? Like yeah, feel it fucking feels. I'm telling you, <laughs> yeah. I love it. Like I love it. Like man, I have like l- I literally have like boxes of boxes of my shit. So I'm like
0: I'm I'm ready to go.
1: I- I'd yeah. imagine you have a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hell
0: yeah. So. Uh, Listen guys, make sure drink HRW, make sure you're getting your soap air with the um, the Adrian um, facial, bro. What, what I go. really
2: want though is I
0: want
1: like... them to, I want them to whittle the soap to look like your face. So, I'm oh just man, yeah, that's
3: that's, that's
2: that's that's the, like. I was like, man, I was like, oh man, I'm, like I wonder if like because I was like just overthinking it, and I was like, man, maybe they're doing this, they're doing this, and then like like <laughs> open it up, and it's just a bar of soap. And like, <laughs> I was like, oh man, they did the box so nice. It was like, yeah, but they right. couldn't carve my face in it. Damn it, right? Yeah, that would have been awesome,
1: but also a little weird.
2: <laughs> <laughs> nah, I gave it, I gave one to my strength conditioning coach and, and, uh, they were already starting to make phones like, oh, so you're going to rub them all over you and everything. I was like, ah, oh, <laughs> don't be weird about this shit. <laughs> you, have, you have to make it weird. You have your own yeah. soap. You're not, know, f- <laughs> fuck the shoe,
1: fuck the gloves. We're going with your own soap. We love <laughs> it. Let's
0: go, baby. So, uh, now, hey, we're getting into, we got our main event here. We got Jan Blachowicz versus Alexander Rakic. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting. You see your former champ, Jan Blachowicz at plus 165 and rocket minus 195. Ooh. I mean, uh yeah, rocket is really running away on the line here. Um and you know, I I feel like there's not a lot of respect coming in on the Blachowicz side, but I do kind of understand where that idea is coming from. Um if you go by experience or just the grappling, Jan's got all of that, but rocket. He's nine years younger, going to have a bit of a, a height advantage. He's also going to have a bit of an athleticism advantage, it seems. The question is, you look at their striking stats and and kind of how they fight overall, and they're both really good defensively. I think Blachowicz has a lot more volume overall, whereas, uh, you know, Rakic is actually, you know, a little bit safer in his approach. So here, I mean, can, can Jan check the leg kicks of Rakic? and, and kind of keep it a, a boxing matchup? Or can, can Jan land those body kicks and really disrupt Rakic's cardio? I'm interested to see Rakic go five rounds for his first time here. And, and uh, you know, Blahovic, he should have an opportunity to keep it close. I, I just see it, you know, whether Rakic is able to get the takedown game working here with a little bit of control. Even if it's up against the cage, I, I just think he's going to have a bit of a, a strength advantage here. And, you know, even though Jan's got all the experience, it. It's making me get real curious that the line keeps sliding, but uh, we, we got a little something here, right, Guru?
1: We certainly do. We have a bet at, uh, what
0: did we get, Rocket
1: Chat? We got him at minus 170.
0: Yes, yes, yeah, minus so 170. We, po- we played, um,
1: played 3.4 to win two units on that. And at the end of the day, we felt that, especially at minus 170, when you really look at it, right, uh, before Jan's big title run, he was an underdog to Corey Anderson and more sizably than he is now to... Alexander Rakic, who I, I think is a Rakic who, uh, Rakic, who is a much better. I have such a mental block with that. Who's a much better fighter, honestly, than than I mean, close to at least with than Corey Anderson, at, at least. Then he showed at that fight. Um, I would. What, what you wonder with Jan is 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 the Polish power gonna rear its head again? Because how how does he win a fight against Alexander, who's I mean, just been nothing but, uh, I, I mean, other than the quote-unquote loss to Vulcan Ozdemir, which I don't think he lost at all, in, in my opinion. I mean, the, the the head kick of Jimmy Manawa is uh, one of the, one for the ages. I beat the snot out of Anthony Smith. And, and uh, you know, in a, in a fight with Tiago Santos where maybe you don't win too many fans – you know, he didn't risk anything and he dominated that fight pretty soundly, in, at least in my opinion. And then you look at, the, you know, you look at these stats that we have so beautifully laid out and the places where, you know, Alexander's maybe a little bit more deficient is right. What What is that? You got one takedown, 1.1 takedown to 0.75. It's, it's fairly negligible. I, I honestly think a lot of this fight is in the striking realm. And Alexander tends to push things into the clinch. And when was the last time Jan was outsized, right? You saw him defend his title against Israel Adesanya. And he took the fight to the ground later on in that fight to, to help neutralize Izzy. And then gets beat on the ground by a Savage and Glover Teixeira who's going to be defending his belt next month. Um, I, I ultimately think that, Jan won't be able to won't push the pace hard enough and threaten Rocket, who you know has just shown supreme striking defense and 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 just safety almost annoyingly so, but he's he's a true prospect. he's a rocket on the rise and uh I think he's gonna earn himself a shot versus Jiri or Glover here. Uh, without further ado, Adrian, what do you got, <laughs> my man?
2: man honestly you laid it out pretty perfectly to me and uh, <laughs> yeah yeah no so i'm actually going with rocket as well man because dude he's he's the up-and-comer like i know it's, it's weird to say because he's at 30 he's the up-and-comer and he's like that prospect and i'm just kind of like well he's kind of solidified himself after like he had some really good solid wins uh you know he can he can make this boring or he can make it super exciting it's completely up to him and i think yawn kind of has that one switch he kind of just either goes forward or goes backwards and i feel like alexander rocket would be able to you know move around more, a little bit more efficiently and you know that, and you know just kind of just after like seeing him kind of fight izzy you know the the reach was a little bit different uh so like in the striking i felt like it was a little bit more of the same they 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 evened each other out but he's not gonna i don't feel like he'll be able to bully someone like rocket rockets to the ground like Just be able to work on hard on the inside of the clinch and try to get the takedowns and all that stuff. Cause I feel like in in that uh Izzy fight, he was able to use his size very, very, very well. And I don't think he'll be able to do that to Rocky Stand, you know, because to me, that guy, that guy's pretty a pretty solid 205er who can easily like I feel he can he can compete at heavyweight, but you know, it is what it is. But I think I think Rocket gets gets the win. He can he let's just hope that he doesn't fade out in the last two rounds. Yes. Uh, with someone who has like experience in in a five round fight, so yeah, that's that kind of where different. I'm like a little iffy, but yeah, I think I think the the prospect gets it.
1: Yeah, I mean, at, at this point, have we even seen <sighs> Rockick in trouble with cardio? Like, I, I I'm not sure that he was tired at the end of his three round fight with Tiago Santos or or yeah, Anthony Smith. I didn't necessarily sense that. You know, I have to. I'd love to ask him. You know, oh yeah. Well, it's all, its also kind
2: of one of those things. Whenever you're like kind of dominating or not doing as much, it's kind of easier to reserve your gas tank. Of course, it's—it's mm-hmm. it's super easier. Like whenever you're the one dominating, the guy in the bottom that's getting his ass beat is kind of just like, oh fuck, he's the one breathing heavy. So that's the—that's the kind of takeaway I get—I get from it. So like when you got someone like Jan who's been there and is able to push past that little barrier of the fifth round, because needless to say, like I—I've I, only had one five-round fight, and that was in. The, Lfa that I turned on. Like it was like like I won I won round one. I felt like I run one round one, but Split two or three I lost, and then I felt like I won four and five. But that's the switch that hit. I was able to like bump into another switch and go. Was that a was that
1: adrenaline? Where did that come from?
2: Uh, it was just, it, I don't know. I think it was just like a, like whenever you're running, you get that second wind. That's mm-hmm. exactly how mm-hmm. it felt. And, uh, okay. you know, so it just depends on uh, how Jan is able to deal with all that stuff. And like, if, if that, it does play a factor in his game, like, Oh wait, maybe if I just keep attempting to clinch and avoid a lot of the strikes that rock is just throwing, just try to wear him down. Cause man, over time, man, you got a guy who easily probably weighs t- over 225 in that, in that cage yeah. starts trying to wrap you and starts like, trying to grab the overhooks and just drop his weight dude and you're trying to keep him up from not taking the takedown it's going to wear you out your arm so it just kind of depends on what type of strategy Blahovich has is he, is he going to strike with the guy or is he going to try to make it dirty and work in the clinch and tire him out that way
3: and then it's actually, try to it's,
1: actually it's actually kind of funny because i really think that that would be the way that rocket is going to win this fight is by laying on him in the clinch and tiring him out because if you look back at at um who Huyan's fault, right? Like we kind of were saying, he got tired out in the clinch by Glover, right? Other than that, Izzy not doing that to him, Dom Reyes not doing that to him, not the game plan. Corey Anderson was happy to trade leather with him and was telegraphing takedowns from a mile out. It was really suspect. And then before that, it's it's Jacare Sosa, my dog. But you know, that's it towards that back end of his career. And he knocks out Luke Rockhold in one of the most vicious things you'll ever see. But again, what's Luke Rockhold doing? He's a kickboxer. He's not trying to grind on you in the clinch. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm very, very curious. You know, that's actually interesting. Jan's now 39. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, he's he's kind of only been in the limelight, so to speak, to the casual fans for a little while. But the dude is, you know, rapidly yeah. approaching 40.
0: Oh, also yeah. had some neck issues that he was talking about. Mm. Like he was paralyzed for a short period on the left what? side of his body. Yeah, a couple months ago. And then he got back into training after doing some like physiotherapy and physical therapy and stuff. Like no it's here. just it just makes me a little nervous at all, mm. like to to want to play him against a guy that I know is coming in and like I mean rocket also has that boxing that is like you see, like defensively his numbers, he absorbs 1.59 per minute at distance. I mean and and Jan has some elite numbers when it comes to striking as well and we saw him yeah. kind of outpace Izzy even from distance but His
1: distance defense is actually higher for Jan slightly that... 62 to 59
0: Right right but just like the total absorb permitted it seems like Rockage is able to like at least maintain a, yes. a little bit better pace he has the quickness to evade the big shots except against Devin Clark that one time that's the one time he's been knocked down <laughs> uh in the UFC but he responded with the spinning spinning back this knockout himself so uh yeah I trust Rockage to get it done here I liked it at 170 you better catch it before it gets like past minus 200 because it (laughs) it gets real sketchy there
1: not to be like that I literally had texted TB as we move on to the next fight I had texted TB earlier in the week and I'm like dude we gotta get Rockage before he hits 200 because I don't want it then because that's not cute it's not not very sexy at all you know that's 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 60 percent
0: number is is not as much fun jeez yeah so uh now we got our next one here we got uh ryan span versus iwan Lava, the hulk uh the superman's man yes superman span versus the hulk Lava. this one uh well that's actually funny that's two superheroes that's okay right (laughs) (laughs) we got uh marvel versus uh DC. dc we yes. got it let's go
2: oh <laughs> you
1: know what all right so we know you're you're dr pepper over reese's but are you marvel or are you dc
2: um uh, movie like the marvel cinematic universe of course hands down marvel mm-hmm. yeah they can't. i would have to say for sure like i think i think the injustice comic run is just by far one of the best And like I think it like the story arc everything. So just that alone, I feel like it beats over the uh the actual comics (laughs) of like Marvel. So that's that's probably my only play. But also (laughs) I do I do like I I don't knock any of the Marvel Marvel any any of the Marvel comic books at all. But the injustice the injustice series to me is just so phenomenal and a nice nice take on actual Superman and Batman and all that stuff. So I love it.
0: Hell yeah i love that I like thanks that. so much
2: for
1: answering
0: man i really appreciate that What's
3: going <laughs> so on here,
0: na- now know, we but... got our, our ufc superhero matchup here <laughs> yes, we uh did. ryan span's got a pretty big size advantage four inches height four inches reach uh he's also got a big irresp- irresponsibility advantage <laughs> when it comes to like getting into these striking wars like which is uh, wait, which
1: wait, wait? Can we stop right there? Which is like a crazy thing to say because when you talk about Ian Kudalaba, like he's not exactly known for his fight IQ. So if you want to say that Ryan Span maybe is is more reckless than that, like holy
0: macaroni. Well, yeah, that that's where it. I mean, I I feel like I want to give Kudalaba a little bit of a break because like Ankaliyev, like that's just a whole different animal, and to get knocked out by him, like I totally understand. Also. To get subbed by Misha Serkinov and get subbed by Glover Teixeira, I mean, you can excuse that also. Yeah. His only other UFC loss is to Jared Cannonier as he made his transition down to 185. So I really think the guys that you've seen Iwan Kutelaba lose to have really been you know, top top shelf uh, when he's run into them. So you see Ryan Spann. I mean, we were all over the Anthony Smith side in that fight. It's the round That's one fair. submission, but it's really because he gets hurt on the feet. Um, to get to that position. Ryan Spann is it, just, and he talked about it actually at the media day today, that he's always getting in his own way. He needs to be like, you know, he's his own worst enemy. He's always getting ahead of himself. And mm. like, uh, you know, he's like, it's always the same thing in all of my losses. So I'm curious if if that's enough here, but I feel like the Hulk between the way he gets in your face, at like the face off, and I, I'm not sure how much that plays into it, uh when it comes down to the fight, but I mean, like, there's a lot of adrenaline there, right? And and then when you get in there, I mean Kute Laba, he likes trying to get into a fight before the fight starts in the octagon when he runs in. It's like he plays a lot of mind games. So um, yeah. you know, Ryan Spandy, he's probably gonna get lulled into a bit of a firefight here. And whether it's on the feet or I mean, you look at Iwan Kute Laba, four over four takedowns at 60% accuracy. I mean, that's one of the most elite numbers as far as wrestling goes. It's such a big sample size. He's got 27 takedowns on 40, um, 45 attempts. I mean, the biggest question is, does he gas out? But, I mean, at minus 220 for Kudelaba and plus 180 for Span, I like Kudelaba as a parlay piece. I honestly, you
1: know, I, I love the discourse. If I could disagree with you, I currently do not disagree with you. Um, I really do like Yankudelaba here. Um, he had a great fight last fight against Devin Clark who you know has, is kind of up and down in the UFC in his own right but um always put on a good fight I mean again talk about toughness you you fighters are fucking savages he his teeth are knocked out he's jumbling them around he's like yeah. he's looking into the corner what, what do we do uh, you know what my I'm going to the dentist anyway right let's get back out there I'm sorry what? Like that's fucking, that's fucking nuts. And again, to go out there round three against not just some guy, right? Not TV, not me, right? You're going out there against Ian Kudalaba. That guy hits so hard. If nothing else, um, so you know that that I do. I I wonder what Ryan Span is gonna bring to this fight that Kudalaba hasn't seen already, right? Like you you've seen the vicious striker that's bigger than him with Ankalaev, and he fights fearlessly and, and fights to the you know not terribly i think better than ryan span would show bless you in that type of position so and i and similarly i think a uh ryan span devin clark fight would be you know interestingly lined closely lined where i i think devin clark would probably be the favorite so al i like ian kudalaba here and I don't know, Adrian. You feel any differently?
2: Man, dude, I I don't ever ever want to go against a Texas guy ever. <laughs> like I hate it. Like I absolutely absolutely hate it, man. Uh, but it's just kind of one of those things for me that like I think this was. <laughs> uh, it's just fuck. I don't I don't uh, ever want to go against like go against the Texas guys. But like if you're putting if you're making me put money on it. Uh yeah, I'd have to go against the Texas guy on this one, man. Just because just just you know every single like anytime that Ryan Span a spot, you kind of get that little bit of a chinny experience. And I feel like Ian Couture-Lava has that one man, like one shot power. Mm-hmm. And you got someone who's kinda a little bit like been showing like the you know, not the not the greatest of chins as of the late. Uh so it's just kind of just like uh it doesn't make for the greatest thing. And then also I feel like every loss that Brian Span has taken it's just been pretty much him in his own head. Uh just kind of just it just just never ends up going well. And then whenever he does get into like a into like a a, a fight, I feel like he tires out pretty like he it's a decisive drop off. Like you Oh his, yeah, his that Alvy
0: fight was so bad.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. like it was like, yeah, that's pretty much the fight that i was referring to like his first round is definitely not as good as his second round then his second round is definitely not as good as his third he just kind of just
0: goes
2: (laughs) (laughs) it's it's a significant drop so i look at stuff like that and then you got someone who like Ian code i don't think he's gonna stop pressuring forward and he's just gonna try to knock you out every single time and then if he gets you to the ground (laughs) he's laying some hammers on you so uh to me I would have to go against. I had to go with Kudalaba. I hate going against the Texas fighter. I hate Damn. it. I hate it. I have mm-hmm. <laughs> I seen. I seen fight. I seen Ryan Span fight in the regional circuit. I, I remember being in the crowd whenever he subbed a guy, and just being like, "Damn, that guy's gonna be in the UFC one day." And fucking, he was there. I was like, "Shit, <laughs> I don't. I don't want to go against that guy." So, but the fact that putting money, yeah, I, yeah. I, so
1: I like I like Kudalaba straight up, like we discussed. But as TB pulls up the next fight, if we were looking at it from a prop standpoint, I, there's literally no—I don't think there's any value on Kudalaba uh, Iko at the moment at minus one thirty-five. But I honestly think, in one of our uh, one of our mantras on the show is fade the narrative, because a lot of times these these narratives get built, and and we talk about Ian Kudalaba, right, and he gets this narrative as a knockout guy but then we look at his last two fights and they've gone the distance and i maybe wonder if ryan span can maybe hold it together if he wouldn't consider taking a stab throwing some light pocket change on ian kudalaba by decision at plus 750 at the moment
0: it's just that chin really. Of makes course, me of
1: course, very <laughs> sketchy. Yeah. Honestly, when I think about laying any, even like a half a unit, when I think about laying anything legitimate on even beyond and over one and a half, it you immediately get sketched out by the chin. But if Ryan Spang can keep it at a distance, or, or Kudlava comes in a little bit, I don't want to say tentative, but just more con- ready to conserve his energy, a little bit more mature. I don't know. A little bit of Grandma's arm cushion money, right on uh, on lot, But it's a plus seven fifty. Never hurt anybody. Thank you. Dude, not not only is Adrian that. sharp, man, he's got the sharp boxing
2: too. So <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank he's you.
1: Keeping it, he's keeping it good. What what do we move? What do we got next? We got oh my goodness, some, yeah, some, This we, is we, the we last one, and I got a yes.
2: dip, but this okay. is the perfect one to go out on. Yes,
0: yes. So in that case i'll tee it up real quick but we'll let adrian take away the analysis here because i mean who better who better
3: we got <laughs> davy grant
0: versus louis smoka and i mean this is the division right here we're talking the 135 and davy grant in his last time out here faced off against no other than our our guy here adrian yanez so then right here this matchup you got davy grant right now i mean he opened up as a as a little bit less of a favor like a minus 270 but i mean the line has moved all the way down now because we're looking at like a minus 300 so before this thing goes completely away adrian what's your takeaway on this fight man
2: i think i think the i think the bookies know exactly what they're doing like i i, I yeah yeah, putting him putting him at a minus minus three hundred, yeah, for sure. It's a he, it to me, I feel like that's very right. Uh you know, Louis Moha got kind of smoked in his last fight. He got he fought yeah. Vince Morales, and then uh the per gets to the person who trains with Vince Morales, Davy Grant. And Davy Grant has heavy fucking hands. Like, holy oh shit, like he got me <laughs> one in the throat, and my voice still hasn't recovered. Like I can't wow. make high pitched voices anymore. I can't do any of that shit. Like it just, it just cracks. It just stops. I can't do it anymore. Oh, wow. That yeah. So I yeah. I, I can't do my woos anymore or anything like that. It sucks. Can you, it, wait, but, can you give us an attempt at one? Oh uh, no, nah, my baby's asleep, bro. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. Hey, can't, can't disturb. I didn't even think yeah. about that. I'm so stupid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so you know what though is like I was landing a lot of clean shots on him and everything, and there's a couple times where like I know whenever I hit him and there was a head snap. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, and I think he actually, you know, from from November to now, I feel like that was a good amount of time for him to keep to get rested up and then you know smoke it. To me, I think the last time he fought, he fought uh didn't he fight here and he fought in Houston and he got kind of like he looked like don't get me wrong. He looked really good against someone like Vince Morales, but you know, kind of, you know, you can I think look. He was good a favorite as as in that fight. Want. Yeah, he was doing good for as long as he did, but then you know, yep. the chin, the chin gets popped. And, you know, yeah, you know, and that but, was his
1: first. That was his first loss by knockout, too. The other losses, even though he'd been lost by finisher's submission.
2: Well, I know he's gotten dropped a couple times in his yeah. price before, so That's it's kind of nice. just like one of those, like, yeah, you know how much does that take a toll overall? You know, I might, I, I do like smoking. I do like his actual style. Cause his technique is very good. Mm-hmm. Just the fact of like one of those things that like, man, you get popped in the chin once. Like is it, it's almost like a Czech Congo type of thing. He was so good with his striking. It was so good. But yeah. the second it got touched out, you know, it was weird. Mm-hmm. Like, cause you hated to see that. And I feel like Luis Smoker is just on that right now. And then, davy grant like i said man he could hit you on the top of the head and your feet are gonna feel it (laughs) you know so Mm uh yeah like i i really do like davy grant in this fight and it's just different too because because like i remember just even just being in the cage with him and just seeing the punches come like they're not the same punches that you see like technique every single fucking day like all the jab the straights uh the hooks man even the hooks didn't even come like regular hooks they came from like way back and then he's very active he's he senses the lull in the action he he's like no break it break the action break the action break the action so little small moments in the fights he'll break action like like uh so there's this brief pause he's like oh no i can't let this i gotta do something Mm -hmm. and like i can i sense that in the fight and it was just kind of like oh that's what made the fight a little bit tougher it's just like Mm -hmm. i thought there was a pause there was no pause or like whenever there's like something going on he exploded into something it was always kind of a weird explosion because i it was just you don't see it coming Uh, i was
1: gonna i was gonna ask you about his explosions because when i was watching tape on him again it's he starts in like whatever an orthodox stance and as he's kind of walking forward he will step forward into southpaw and then strike from there like he sets up walking combinations it was really strange i was wondering if that's something you maybe knew about going in or, or Kind of picked yeah. up back as you walked in there.
2: So yeah, like actually, man, I my I'm going back to my training partner, my training partner Cameron. He does a lot. He loves film, film study. He, he, I don't know that was what the it other is thing about I was going to ask you too if you do he, your
1: own film study. So yeah, he yeah.
2: loves film study. So like I let him, I let him go crazy on it. And I, I watch film. Like I watch it whenever I'm running. I get on a treadmill. If I'm if I'm running on a treadmill, I pop a fight on. And I just watch it while I'm running and just see like you know, gets my mind off of running. Just because man, fuck it, fuck running. <laughs> but, like, uh, <laughs> like just watching and seeing and you can kind of see like whenever he would take those steps like it was kind of like it was always uh he covered so much distance so even if you feel like you got out the way you were still in you were still in range for him to throw something and it was just so weird. it was weird because it had had to take some time to adjust and every single time i felt like i was out the way he was still there and i was yeah. like all right but luckily for me in my training camp, like I was like, I had like my training partner Cameron, like we drilled, we literally drilled a lot of this stuff in his switch. Like, cause what he would do is actually not even sometimes he would, uh, he would just switch his stance. So you would think he would be automatically, uh, automatically trying to close the distance, but he would just switch just a switch and get you thinking. Yeah. So luckily I was able to catch a lot of that stuff and just be able to counter and like the biggest thing was uh every single time he stopped i had to answer back with something i couldn't you and you did yeah when when you
1: duck and you hit him with oh my god the the sound of your counters smacking him in the face like it's (laughs) like i don't like it's like a baseball off a baseball it was just (laughs) and he just he eats them he just eats them boom boom give me
2: more I, I remember in the first round after like I actually had to switch like the intent I was throwing my punches on with them because there was a there was two two shots I hit him with. There was a he threw the leg kick and I caught punched and I remember seeing his eyes for a second. They they almost like it was like a, a blink. It was like like that. I saw his eyes like, oh, fuck, I got to go for it. Got to go for the kill. Mm-hmm. And then, you no, know, uh, he throws a hook. I duck underneath it, catch him again. And then I saw his eyes clear as day and i was like
3: yeah ah fuck yeah, that was my chance nah. that was my chance but
2: he just he just snapped out of it really quickly i was like all right wow he's gonna be able to take the shots so i ended up like switching it to being uh not power heavy but just touch heavy like i just wanted to mm-hmm. uh so i like because usually uh yeah you definitely saw whatever, that I, like I,
1: in your second and third round there
2: yeah i just went from like trying to hit him with hard shots to just just touch And I'm gonna set up a hard shot, but like nothing was like extremely over like me. Like I want to knock him out with every shot. It was just like no, staying technical, using my jab and hit him, hit whenever he whenever he misses.
1: Yeah, what the what the fuck was Tony
2: Week smoking? Yeah, he was. He was. He was. He, was, he was in Vegas smoking that good shit.
1: Uh, no, he was smoking <laughs> the bad shit. No, no, no. He was, he was, I don't know what he was
0: smoking. That was fucking. Nah, he was on.
2: He was on his phone texting, I, texting everybody else, being like, "Hey, when's these fights
0: 30, over?" Thirty twenty seven. What's, what's the, the other way. direction? I. That was unbelievable. I, he,
2: he was. He was texting. He was actually texting the other judges, asking if, uh, "How's that uh, T. Bud Sean, Sean Porter fight going?" He's like, "I'd rather be there."
0: 100%. You must have mixed up like the glove colors with the corner. Like, like, you know, he didn't know what he was watching. I, it was unreal. You know, you know and I,
1: I, tried, I, I tried to, when I went to rewatch the fight again, you know, I wanted to go in. I tried to be completely unbiased. Listen, I'll be straight up. We bet some money on you. We're happy to cash. You know, that's, that's a, that's <laughs> a easy ticket to cash on these days. But, you know, I'm like, all right, you know what? Let me, let me rewatch this fight. Like, I scored all three rounds for you. I'm like, this guy's whooping it, and then when you when it was a split, I'm like, what are they talking about? So, I rewatched, I'm totally open to it, and like, and and again, I I would tell you at this point because I think we're homies, uh, maybe round two, but bro, I swear, I really thought like 30 27 you kind of like it's you, it's you're landing the more damage that's in like to end the fight. Yeah, he's got this, he wasn't even landing more than you, it was very similar output. I,
2: I don't see it, and yeah, I was, I was. Who was the thing? Is that there's like, I felt like the damage that I was doing was doing a, was was a lot more. I felt yeah. like, like I was landing his
1: face. Yeah, like so fucked.
2: And it was just kind of just one of those weird things that I was just like, man. Like I told my training partner, I was like, hey, be a hundred percent honest. He's like, what? What? Like, what happened? Like, what do you think of the fight? Even Nostalgia. and Aljo was like, nah. Like, and split. Like, dude, that thirty twenty seven the other way is fucking bullshit. Like, All right. <laughs> I asked my train partner Cameron, which if you don't know Cameron, like he's upfront, super super honest, and he doesn't sugarcoat anything. He's like, the second round shaky, but you know, <laughs> second round was shaky, but I think he got one and three for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so whenever I heard split. I immediately turned because I've, I've, I'm telling you, I've been on the. Dude, bad. your face, your face, you thought like the whole time. You didn't even care about anything
1: else. You're like, wait, 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 go. Can we rewind? Did they, did they just say you like, I was watching it today. You're no, like, I
2: heard, I heard 3027 and I was just like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, no, like I, I instantly got mad and I was just yeah. like, oh no. I'm like in my head. I was just kind of just like, I'm getting fucked. I was like, my ears fucked up and I'm getting fucked. What the <laughs> fuck's going on? So I was like, man, so yeah it was just it was just a it, it was going through that point in time where i had i had like i was just like this is some some so many emotions were going on at that time because everything had just happened but bro like uh it was it was so fucking it, it, the thirty twenty seven going the other way was re, it, dude even look look at even look at davy grant's face whenever he hears the thirty twenty seven for him <laughs> yeah that's that's yeah. how you know how crazy that is that's and how you somebody, know how somebody crazy. gave
1: somebody gave the, the rda felder fight to felder like people are they're smoking dust it's wild
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. really really oh, wild yeah. oh yeah but yeah kind of going back to this fight my bad <laughs> no, <laughs> Not going, at all. Going, back, going back to this fight i definitely am uh leaning heavy on grant uh i would 100 try to get him now and at least maybe if you want to book him in a parlay with uh with Ian Kudalaba, you know, kind of make those odds a little bit better for yourself and, you know, uh I definitely do think honestly, I I I think he gets the finish. So if you would want to bet, you know, he gets a knockout, like I would 100% say like hey, this fight isn't going to the distance. Uh knockout at no plus dis-
0: 100 at the moment. Nah, Double you up. know, I'll
2: take it. I'll take it.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and listen man, because you're our buddy now and everything, we'll we'll cut to the chase here. We got him in a 7 unit parlay. We got Davey Grant hey with uh, a guy in the first fight of the card uh i mean we might as well spoil it now because we want to share we know you're a busy guy it's going to be with nick maximov so then we uh, got
1: what were the lines we got them at and where are they posted at now so we got davy grant
0: at um, what davy grant at minus 275 he's currently minus 300 and we got nick maximov i think it was like a minus 400 which was kind of crazy but now he's a minus 380 but you know it's tough to say where the line was going to go because the money's been coming in, coming out. So we just had to make sure we didn't miss out on the Grant line. But you actually kind of get around even odds because Maximov slid back a little bit now. So a little Maximov parlayed with uh with Davy Grant, and, and we're going heavy. We got it at minus one forty. Whatever you guys can get it now. I, I mean that's something that I feel comfortable up to like minus one eighty, minus two hundred, even as a parlay. I just think that both guys have their clear path to victory, and their opponents are. You know, susceptible to those paths.
1: Yeah, I mean, the only day, the only trouble for Davy, I would think, would be uh, a submission, which you know, where Smoker would would want to win. But you know, you got to hurt Davy to get there because the dude's a fucking animal, and I don't think Smoker can do that. And
2: I'll say like this, Davy, Davy's ground game is like that guy gets like ever since he kind of like started becoming that stand up knockout artist guy, people have forgot about his fucking jujitsu. It's fucking good. It's fucking good. He went, bro. Cheeto Vera makes people look fucking sloppy on the ground, and He was like, he was having trouble getting in certain positions with Davy. So it's like, hey, look at that. Look at that exchange. You know, it was like kind of getting really bloody. So it's kind of hard to be in certain positions. So like, hey, bro, his shit's, shit's real. His shit's, his shit's fucking yeah. good. So Listen,
0: 100%. Cheeto, you know, one of our better bets to play. <laughs> yeah. And I, I love those greasy submission props. Davy Grant by sub is plus 700. You realize. He's got eight sub wins and three knockout wins. So more than double of his career wins are by submission than by knockout. I mean, that's
3: it was a pretty in a, juicy it was more, it was in
1: doing. It was in low, regional MMA. It's interesting. He hasn't gotten one at the UFC level yet. It would be interesting to see him get one here at the UFC level. I think if he does get it, I think it comes in kind of a cheeky way where he it's kind of a club and stuff so where he really hurts them, drops them, <laughs> gets on top, and, and then I like uh,
0: that. maybe does something okay. dirty.
1: All right, well, hey, oh, my, i hate to let you go adrian man thank you <laughs> <have> so, <laughs> so much man get to your girl man thanks so freaking much for being here uh you know i truly I mean, a blessing I, I, yeah i mean anytime you want to come back gracious with your time you know you're about you're about to blow up so like don't forget us <laughs> when, when you get to the big times the bigger
2: times man because they're coming <laughs> i I can smell it for you man thank you all so much for having me on man it was an honor it was a pleasure man thank you all so much man a true Thank a true
1: you. southern gentleman
2: and you take care of man
0: have a good one all right
1: and he's and he's got it yep.
0: all right wow
3: so what a incredible yeah, let's
1: take a breath on that what a what a nice freaking guy man giving us a you know an hour of his time um seriously thanks so much adrian i was just tell you
0: here. like that is way more time than than was expected. So yeah, hundred just, just to highlight how how good of a guy Adrian Yanez is, and and how generous, and uh, you know, just down to earth and a man of the people, uh, can't highlight that enough. And uh, we'll make sure to clip up those little sponsor highlights we did because we got to help out the guy if he helped.
3: Uh, we'll clip
1: up the interview itself is. as well as, the, yeah, as a definitely,
0: video. yeah,
3: definitely,
1: yeah. But listen, let's get down to these fights now. Shout out Adrian. We gotta, Thanks so much, man. Holy. And fuck. listen, I didn't even, dude, I went out of my way, Adrian. I went out of my way to show you that I was going to try flaming Hot Cheetos. I was going to talk shit about it. We talked about so much more important stuff. I didn't get to – whatever. Next well, time. Oh,
0: my <laughs> God. I was holding on my Dr. Pepper. That was the moment right there. I'm surprised yeah. you missed it, in my Google. Yeah, I did. It's so, all good. Uh, yeah, I mean, we we already spoiled what our play is going to be. But that's well, fine that's because th- – our big play. But that's okay because we want the people to know what's going on. So just make and sure Davey Grant – yeah, hell yeah. I mean, listen, Chronic Combat's coming at you firing super hot right now. We got some we got some plays coming off the presses, so uh, Davey Grant, make sure he's going to be the first leg of our parlay out here, so uh, make sure you people are following. We're getting down to our next one here. Nitty-gritty. And we got another bet coming up, huh? So, uh, right now, we got Kellen Chukagian. The line is minus 180 versus Amanda Hibosh at plus 155. Uh, this one... I just don't see how it ends up looking. Whoa, whoa, whoa. To... Can you
1: address? it? Wait, can you address that? Right, my wife Amanda hebaz uh, like, Yeah, yeah. Put some a, on the name in now. a in a
0: wishful in a wishful setting because, like, uh, let's be oh. serious here. Yeah,
1: um, everybody's wife at this point. Everybody's yeah, this point. she became. Uh, listen, I was a big fan before she was, you know, as popular. I forgot which pay per view fight she went on, but now she's like. I was, like, following her, like, whatever, 400,000 followers or some shit. Now she's, like, 1.5 million. It's nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, she's become, Rogue, a, I, she's become a UFC sweetheart, for real. I Yeah, there you go.
0: I agree. Oh, bro. Like, we get it, you know. Cool story. You were there from the beginning, you know. Uh, <laughs> Boom uh, anywho, but, yeah, I mean, we got a super interesting matchup because Hibosh is stepping up here to the title shot gatekeeper, Katlyn Chukagin yeah. herself, at 125. Last time Amanda Hibach fought at 125, do you remember what happened? It was on Fight Island against Mahino Rodriguez and Al Shabayam and Herb Dean (laughs) just left her in such a dangerous position. Yeah, he was like, you know what? I wasn't sure. Let's do it one more time. Um, One more time. (laughs) You also pair that with the fact that she had – uh, Pagliano Viana also had a little knockout of uh Hibosh back in 2015, so this mm. isn't like a, a one time thing. Also, back in her last fight against fight. Vina, Vina Janjiroba, you see Amanda Hibosh get clipped a, little bit, in. a little bit, not Gina yeah, like a little, a little question. clippy at the end of the first round there, a little rocky. Yeah, that's um, so that gives her like nearly a two percent knockdown per distance absorbed. So, really, the question is like. She spent fifty-seven percent of her fight time at distance, and thirty-two percent of her fight time in control. Kalyn Trukagian, she's gonna have a five-inch height advantage, two-inch reach advantage, five-inch leg reach advantage, which is significant with all the leg kicks and the and the front kicks and the ha ha and all the you know all the noises that we get as she's throwing out all her volume. And I mean, it's like we're talking. She lands, you know, technically Hibosh lands more volume right now, when you look at, like, just the the numbers out here, but that's a little skewed, no? Yeah, that's a little skewed. Um, And Chukagian, like, it's just, I just see, you know, she's been in the small cage, she's been in the big cage, she's been with a crowd, she's been without a crowd, she's She's fought. especially lately. Val, she's fought, you know, all the contenders possibly available, and, like, the only ones that have really been able to, like, put a stamp on their fight with her, it's been, like, Andrade, like, the people that are able to, like, yeah, and Valentina, so it's like the ones that have really been able to put a stamp physically on the fight, and I think Kibosh coming up weight, I think there's going to be a sizable disadvantage, and um, I mean, yeah, minus 180, the line is slipping, 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 so a little you want to get in on this before it's too late, but that's where, like, okay, so, like, uh, I mean, is the I plus 450 sure, Chukagian knockout? Or is it no. – I mean, is it the Chikagian classic decision at plus 110? Probably. That's, I'm, that's
1: probably I'm actually there, very right? unsure how much the line is going to slip. You know, in my head, it slips to minus 200. But I just think that this week specifically, there's going to be so much play on the dog here. Um, She is younger, right? And I think that sometimes yep. that kind of th- that kind of thing plays uh that's fair. into people's heads a little too often. Yeah, I- I'm not sure how – he boss gets inside. I'm not sure how she implements her game plan, which, right, we all think is to get a submission, right? She's not trying to outpoint, out, out kickbox Caitlin Chukagian on the feet, one of the best point fighters in the division, right? Unless she's going to clip her with a knockout, and she's only been knocked out, like we said, by Jessica Andrade, which is more like body, and she was out of there, and Valentina, who put her in a crucifix, like, geez Louise. So yeah I, i'm not really sure where he boss you know gets it done in terms of any other way other than submission and then we look at chukagian who's uh you know grapples with sarah longo you know she's legit jujitsu she doesn't use it because she's you know world-class kickboxer you know wonder boy keeping range but like yeah she's she's not going to get subbed easily you know, I know that uh, when we were watching, I was watching the uh, Arujo fight. You know, there was like mm-hmm. there was like that uh, she tab Joe Rogan was like bugging out and he kind of <laughs> even admits to like, yeah, everybody likes a good fake tap story. Like, like it wasn't even fucking close to a fake tap with that kind of narrative in there. Yeah. Was she in a, a precarious position for about a minute and a half to? Yeah. Like it was dominant for Arujo. Every single judge gave her that round and she won you know mostly 30-27 with 129-28 i like here to cure it to keep it at range and uh outpoint her the decision even if she loses a round
0: yeah i just think consistently for Hibosh to be able to close the distance with the footwork of Chukagian it's just not really viable and she's only landing two takedowns even on a 47% accuracy but you look at, like, the level of competition that she's done it against. Like, Kibosh, most of her takedowns, one, it's, like, Mackenzie Dern, who accepts the takedowns. Also, that was her first fight back after having birth. And, like, welcome back. You fight Mackenzie Dern, who can actually stifle your jujitsu. Um, also, fights where she had, like, some takedowns and stuff. It's, like, Emily Wittmeyer. Okay, that makes <laughs> sense. Paige Van Zandt. Okay, that makes sense. Brandon Marcos. Okay, that that makes sense. But, like, Vino Janji Roba, you didn't really see the the takedowns really happen in that fight in fact yeah, you, you watch you watched the jiu
1: jitsu negate itself and they stayed on the feet
0: exactly so in this fight i I just think if Hibosh does try to force the grappling I think shekagan's footwork and length is even greater than that of marina Rodriguez it's just her knockout power isn't quite there I mean watch Shukagian surprise us this one time and actually catch something but like that that's not what I'm gonna bet here so um, but listen, Kagan, we took minus one seventy. If you go to our betMMA, you follow us on betMMA because that's where you're going to get our early plays. We gotta do. We're gonna start doing a little better job of posting them out on on uh, Twitter and Instagram and stuff, so that way it's a little easier to follow everything. But betMMA is like the third party tracking service. So, but we just want you guys to know, like, listen, we want to be accountable. These are what our plays are, like, you know. And but we want you to watch the show, like, join us, have a good time. We have awesome guests every week. We had Adrian Yanez this week we got we got plenty i uh, what is it we, we got some more fun people coming on yeah we next week we got, our, we got our guy I mean,
1: we got we our know. guy prodigy mma next week
0: yeah i mean shit there's always gonna be some good bets some good conversation hope you guys keep on joining us and make sure you give a little subscribe to our channel throw a like on the video it's always appreciated and and we hope you guys just uh you know maybe leave a little comment in the section here we love you guys in the chat rogue we got Daz, all oh, oh, you, oh, you guys always coming out. Um, a ton of guys, seriously. Yeah, look at that. I mean, look, I mean, Rogue knows what's good. Prodigy is this guy also. is killer. Hell yeah. hope you guys are following Chronic Combat. It's what we do. So let's keep this train rolling here. We got uh, Frank. Honestly, that's like, I
1: think it's like, it's at least eight straight weeks with a guest. And I mean, like, no fluffers in there. Clint from Die Hard. Manpreet from Lock and the Night. Like, I mean, we, I don't want to, like, Toot our own horn a little bit, but like we don't miss over here at Chronic Combat conversations. We're making sure that our
0: we want our audience to get the best that there is. So like, listen, we're not we're not claiming to be the best gamblers on the history of Earth, but like we want to make sure that we're discussing the fights as deep as it can go. And listen, like we hope you guys are getting. We're all we're
1: all learning. We're all learning together. We're willing to admit our mistakes. Long term profitability. You're not interested in those three things. This show's not for you, and and you know what? I respect that. But you know, anybody else, welcome,
0: welcome aboard. Hell oh, yeah! So now we got Frank the Crank Camacho versus Manuel El Loco Torres.
3: This one, <laughs> this
0: one's gonna be El loco. Do I try uh, these? Go for it, Guru. Why don't you? Why don't you give those flaming hot Cheetos a little try over there? You they're went the through puffs. all the they're effort they're, and they're energy,
1: the bro. They're so red. They're oh, they're puffed instead of crunchy. You're so probably. I don't gonna know, how, shit, I don't know right. how Adrian. Yeah, I don't know how Adrian feels about. Cru- cru- yeah. I had so many questions to ask him. I could talk to him all night.
0: All right. Anyways, so this fight. Um, I mean, this one is just going to be a barn burner. Yeah, like, man, is remember- really good. But I'm a I'm a more puffed. I'm a more puffed <laughs> che- cheese doodle
1: fan. Are you are you puffed or crunchy, TB? I don't. We're best buds. I don't even know if you're puffed or crunchy cheese doodle. I do. Fan. I do like puffs. But no, um, are you puffed or crunchy? Like. One or the other. You couldn't have another cheese doodle the other way,
3: bro. So red.
0: I would say give me puffed.
1: Me too. I'm a puff guy too, but I feel like that's um, I feel like that's a unorthodox pick. Wow, those are actually kind of spicy, and I like spicy. That's actually really good. I really wanted to shit on Adrian for liking these, but that's actually good.
0: This is what you get. Live live reviews. As far as like the food critic here, the guru himself. Um, yeah, but I need to try the crunchy ones because I feel like they're not dead. Yeah, Rogue no was there a, a crunchy guy, doesn't need him anymore. Don't blame you. Trying to cut Yeah, it's trying to cut for your you know. How big this is. <laughs> so uh yeah, That's I mean listen, said. talk about terrible for you. Frank Camacho, <laughs> if he was to get knocked out again, that'd be pretty terrible for him. Uh Manuel Torres, they got uh five knockouts, six submissions in his career, and they're all coming pretty early. He's got one decision victory, and his two losses have come by submission. It's just like Frank Camacho. I don't really think he's going for the submissions. But, I mean, like, Camacho's no. lost by knockout five times. He's lost by sub twice, decision three times. He doesn't mind losing any which way. So, it's like, I, I just don't see how, even with the the experience of Camacho and kind of, like, the sketchiness of how Torres even won his contender series fight, they kind of just ignored everything that happened there. With, Come like, on with that. Come on. It, it was so- it like
1: it was this, like the, the curvature of his glove. And you know what? Again, I I didn't I wanted to talk to Adrian about this fight specifically. Shout out Adrian because he um actually knew the guy well that fought Manuel Torres in the Dana White Contender Series fight. Introduced him on his walkout. Wanted to bring that up. Um, it is I'm I, I'm very Manuel Torres won in a, in a very impressive way. Do not get me wrong. You look at his wins, right? The the win that got him before the Dana White Contender Series. 25 second guillotine choke the fight mm. before that a one minute rear naked choke before that he loses by a minute and 23 second knee bar he gets submitted and then before that you know is a win that i don't it doesn't that topology isn't telling me how you won before that he got heel hooked in less than a minute before that he got a rear naked choke in two minutes in the first round and then finally before that, we're 2018. He's got a split decision win against Enrique Gonzalez, whoever that may be. Point being, this guy seems to be round one, killer, be killed. And then after that, I don't fucking know. And neither do you. So that's kind of the point. Frank Camacho, on the other hand, right, knocked out in less than a minute by Justin Janes. Really sketchy, gets submitted in two minutes. That's a year before, a year before, or I guess, which yeah, a year before that. He's got a fight with Benil Dariush, which now when you think about that, that's like kind of fucking insane. He gets submitted in two minutes by Benil. And then, yeah, he gets a win over Nick Hine, who I love UFC. I really am not exactly sure (laughs) who that is. Before that, his losses are to Jeff Neal, Drew Dober, a win over Damian Brown, split decision, and a loss in his debut to Jing Li, Li, Li Jingling Liang. Li Jing like, Liang. Li Jing Liang. Thank you. I got a fucking tongue twister. My point is, is I, who the fuck did this guy piss off that his losses are Li Jing Liang, Drew Dober, Jeff Neal, and Benil Dariush. What the fuck? That's nuts. That's an insane level of talent. And yes, the, the loss to Justin James is really, truly concerning. However, However, if he if he can survive the round one storm of this Dana White contender series young guy in his debut here, there is a chance that Frank Camacho, a sizable underdog, can pull this shit out. Ow! again, why is this doing it? Why do I keep doing that? <laughs> I I I don't I there's a no excuse. Yeah, don't know why. Anyway, yeah, I, I think that there's a possibility there's a world where Frank Camacho survives this first round, and and maybe you know gets a decision similar to like the Journey Newsome style where you're the the veteran and you've kind of got the shit end of the stick and people are kind of down on you and you're able to turn up against a Dana White contender series prospect. All
0: right, I mean, yeah, I just. I really don't have like a serious interest in this fight, but I will say if I was making a straight pick here, which you follow our tapologies if you want to know all of our straight picks, yeah, I'm gonna take Frank Camacho. So, uh, well,
1: so wait, well, what about? I just had a curiosity round. Wait, 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 hold on a second. Wait, so the only thought I have, right? So Manuel Torres for me at round one plus three hundred. I think that's fairly interesting, right? Otherwise, Manuel Torres. Wait, what? Skirt. Manuel Torres, by submission, plus
0: 450. I just don't. Ah, like none of... Any none of it. it can happen, and I wouldn't be surprised. That, that tells me I don't want to bet it. You know
1: what? <laughs> Screw you guys. I'm going home.
0: Jake Hadley versus Alan Nascimento as Guru goes home and leaves us for good. This is everything I've ever dreamed of here on Chronic Combat Conversations. Uh, <laughs> so as Guru continues his life journey to continue what's coming on, we got uh, Jake Hadley versus Alan Nascimento. Oh, look who's back. Look who's back.
1: I need a Miller lat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for being That's so it. dramatic, guys. At least uh, Rogue is entertained here. Thanks for the I follow on made my dog Rogue Strummer. Gotta love that. Shout Appreciate out. It. Um, we got Hadley. I wasn't, I wasn't is
1: actually mad by the way.
0: No, I, I know, I know, so. <laughs> <laughs> I guess for the people, you know, that's yeah, maybe people may not know me as well. Uh, I'm super sarcastic. Uh, we got Jake Hadley versus Alan Nascimento, Hadley minus 220, Nascimento plus 180. And uh, you know, you kind of saw Jake Hadley like the theme after Danaway Contender Series was that he was evil. Uh, oh, well, yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean he had that he had that reputation, right? So he missed weight, which was super interesting. He missed weight by a pound. He had visa issues, and then yeah. there's the whole rumors that are not really rumors, kind of founded to be true. That I guess he was a dick, uh, uh, an <laughs> asshole, a douchebag. Yeah, he kind of like acknowledged to the UFC way. staff at the Apex. Like I don't, I don't even know exactly what that entails.
3: I I mean Dana, I hope
1: it, I hope hope it's not like the he wanted pizza instead of like the chicken salad shit. You remember hearing about that? (laughs) No, no my god, you don't know. I wanted you to know. I'll have to pull it up. Maybe somebody knows. There was like a uh, it was the USFL. He like cut the dude from the football team because he Uh, asked the staff for pizza (laughs) at lunch. Anyway, (laughs) Jake Hadley, Cage Warriors featherweight uh flyweight champion right somebody he was also in um bellator as well 1-0 and in bellator 2-0 in cage warriors 1-0 and in dana white contender series beat an unbelievable and i really do mean that an unbelievable prospect in mitch reposo um was on tough season 29 um had a tough run there lost to the the guy that ended up winning the the uh ended up winning the show then he goes out and um Right, He loses this fight to to Jake Hadley and his chance to maybe redeem himself off of tough, unfortunate for Mitch Raposo. has now won two fights outside of the UFC, Is has a third one booked. I think he's going to win that one too, honestly. And I think you're going to see Mitch Raposo soon in the UFC. Long story short, that's a really good fucking win. And then you look at Cage Warriors, right? That's no scrub of a promotion. That's one of the premier... It is the premier promotion in the UK, um, one of the premier promotions in the world. And I I love that level of competition when you're fighting guys that, you know, this is not Alaska FC, man. When you're fighting guys that are legit, um, it means a lot. And then on the other side of that coin, right, you see Alan Nascimento, man, doesn't exactly train with scrubs either, taking flicks with the uh, with the champ. Charles Du Bronx Oliveira out there training with him, um, majorly. Uh, his UFC debut was certainly a difficult outing—a um, split decision loss to Tajir Ulumbekov. Um, I, I didn't really see how you could score that fight for Alan Nascimento. I mean, he's dangerous. It, it is. He's dangerous. He was he's, dangerous. Yes, he's constantly, constantly threatening off the back. However. You're he doesn't he's not using he's not kicking off with the hips he's not scrambling to get up you see somebody with a willingness to lay on their back and play the jujitsu game you know okay we can make note of that but when you look at Jake Hadley that's his bread and butter man
0: bread and butter
1: but but he's not somebody like we talk about. That, like Mackenzie Dern, who is not hurting you on the feet, is not engaging you in a real fight to earn that submission. Jake Hadley doesn't give a fuck. That guy is striking, coming forward, walking you down. And if you rock him, you hurt him. Great. Good luck. He literally, he then immediately shoots for a takedown what I saw from his top control was extremely dominant. He's position over submission while still getting the submission. It's exactly what you want to see. Um, I think this is one of those fights that could maybe be closer on the line, Ooh. but also Jake Hadley could come out and embarrass him. If, if Alan plays the wrong game, um, yeah, you I I you can't be that impressed It's. it's t- again similarly it's tough to be impressed with Nascimento. You you I, I couldn't find the tape if anybody could send it to me that'd be great. I couldn't find his last fight outside of the UFC against Elevado Lima on Puna de Aco 6. Like what the I couldn't find that fight. And before that You couldn't that, find that one. You know, I couldn't find that one. And then before <laughs> that he's got four fights canceled in a row since his Dana White contender series loss to Ryland Piva, who again like a UFC Fight Pass isn't posting season 1 and 2 of fucking Dana White contender series. So I could barely find that fight. I had to look at MMA Core, shout out to them. Um whatever, n- not nothing inspiring there in a split decision loss. So very enough sketchy enough resume. Enough not sure what to make of it too accepting of guard Uh, there i don't he's not presenting anything that jake hadley hasn't seen jake hadley wins this fight
0: oh okay all right pretty confident honestly i I don't
1: you're a hater he's like i'm a hater TB has this thing with like and i get it with people that are ass you can move on to the next fight with people that are assholes (laughs) like and i get it but sometimes like and you'll hear it maybe in a later fight like Oh, the next fight, like when he has a bias against somebody specific based on a personality thing, it's it's kind of hard to let go. And I, at least in this next case scenario, I I more understand it than the uh, than the former.
0: All right, you listen, you know what's got me all, uh, um, uh, man, all, all you know, exasperated out here. We're trying to find find some fun words to describe what we got: Viviani Arizujo versus Arujujo? Andrea Lee. There's two, there's two J's in there. Yeah, <laughs> I <laughs> I think, I'm an, I at- I'm an athlete. I'm a Jew. I'm a Jew, though. Oh. So I think that's, I think that's what we were getting to here, is that looking at Andrea Lee's past is where it gets we're getting really to that sketchy. You're a Jew, though sketchy. It, yeah, it's, yeah, it's really sketchy, man. I mean, you see, you know, she's basically defending her husbands nazi tattoos and apologizing and then like two months later it's like there is a very bad domestic situation and you know, yeah, thankfully it seems like she's moved on from that relationship and now it's like with, with tony with kelly tony <laughs> kelly are <laughs> the next opponent of our boy adrian jones so i'm just very curious like you know what kind of leanings Tony Kelly has given Lee's <laughs> <HBO's laughs> interest, uh, being a Nazi, um, or at least being she's associated lovely. with Nazis. So, anyways, oh my now goodness. that we got that off the table, we could get down to breaking down this fight. And it's kind of crazy, I didn't expect Aria Viviane to be 35 years old, and maybe that's <laughs> holy somewhat... shit, she's
1: 35 and maybe, but that... wait, Adrian Andrea Lee's 33,
0: yeah, exactly. So, but but we've seen Andrea Lee actually fight three rounds and like keep a pace like our ujo after like a round and a half it's just like any sort of extended grappling or like being pushed back in striking exchanges i mean we saw it against montana de la rosa we saw it against uh kaylin Chukagian, we saw it against jessica i she just completely gases out you know her stuffing takedowns not so big a deal but when she goes for it, she's in top control. She's squeezing. She's going up for position. She's trying to pass. Arujo has a real tough time with the cardio. So I really just... And now the line has slid. I mean, Arujo was the favorite as the opener. Now she's plus 100 and it's starting to be like, mm, you know, like... You
1: know, that's so uh, fucking interesting. Like, could I'm it be? So-
0: could it be? But at the same time, like, Andrea Lee, you look at all the statistical data here. I mean, like, she should have some sort of advantage in the standup, but Arujo should have her covered in the grappling. And like Andrew Lee's stats of who she did it against in the grappling, I mean, come on, come on! I mean, the the names are um, Antina Shevchenko, got, yeah, the, the bad
1: Mataferi, Joanne Wood, Montana De La Rosa.
0: Like those are the people that she wrestled. You're saying.
1: Yeah, so I had I wrote this down cuz it was something okay. interesting. So in her last, all right. so has she has went for at least at least 3 takedowns mm-hmm. in the last in her last 5 of her 6 fights going in that time span of these last 6 fights going 11 of 19. At a, so that's a 57% takedown accuracy over those fights. And I say five of the last six because she didn't attempt any versus Calvillo, who she pieced up on the feet pretty much the entire time. Um, But back to kind of the scouting of, of Andrea in that point is Andrea still has a fucking bloody nose while fighting um Calvillo, who she's absolutely piecing up on the feet. You know, Rogue Strummer, you said it perfectly. He's like, yeah, this is a super tough fight to call exactly. So, if you do your regular picks, circle who you think is the winner and keep your money yeah. really, really tight in your fucking pockets.
0: Because yeah, there's actually no, that. Um, there's no reason to bet it. Uh, Chikagian actually pulled away late and kind of got the right so straight up. I, did,
1: I, I, needed to, I needed to, I needed to re see that because I thought it was 3027 watching live, probably a little sauced up rewatch <laughs> rewatching right like it's a close round one that arujo really kind of wins and chuk really pulls away but again chuk is in a you know i think is in a tough position with a little bit for the grappling there and then gets out shrimps away we've kind of talked about it in the other fight when when we were scouting for chuk and and then ends up arujo is completely gassed after two minutes of grappling with chukagian and she doesn't get the submission so um, unless she's knocking out Andrea Lee, which hasn't happened yet in the UFC, um, I, I kind of I do I lean the Andrea Lee side to pull away. However, I think it's going to be a sketchy decision. So why not reach into Grandma's couch and uh, throw a little something
0: on a split decision? Because yeah, uh, oh man, you were thinking the same thing as me here. This fight, we were talking about it. That's why. Okay, All no, right, we right, didn't right.
1: we didn't say that to, to each other. I don't think.
0: I thought we did talk about. it. I, I was gonna say, so. how did we both have the same idea? But um, I, I there's a couple know. fights I think. On but this yeah, this fight decision. to be split or majority decision plus 400, perfect opportunity. I mean, sure. this fight. The question is, at what point does Arujo gas out in round two, and who looks like they won that round? Because you're probably getting Arujo round one. You're probably getting Lee round three. And the question is, what's going on in the middle? And I mean, the fight goes the distance. There's probably still value at minus two fifty. I-, I think I'd take that.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. And again, if you some, I'm also super interested to see Wayne's and face offs, especially in these lighter female divisions. And, uh, you know, when you're getting plus money on either girl by decision, which we definitely think that it's going to go the distance. Right. So, you know, again, you're taking a stab, you know, uh, God forbid, grandma just passed, and you just got a huge inheritance, and you don't really care. You know, throw throw <laughs> throw a couple, a couple couple shekels on on uh, <laughs> on either fire by decision. I I would think.
0: Yeah, so uh, now we're on to our next fight here, and you talk about fights that you want nothing to do with. You got Michael Johnson at minus one fifty, Alan Patrick at plus one thirty. These are both nineteen. Guys
1: that- and, wait, hold up, nineteen and seventeen. That is just, uh, that is just like a beautifully disgusting record. Oh my yeah. God. Right. But like, again, Michael Johnson to highlight some of the best wins and some of the best losses. Like, he's one of those guys that in the gym, given it, given that we've all seen the footage, given the work to Kamara Usman, but then comes out there and loses to like Stevie Ray. <laughs> Clay, <laughs> yeah,
0: Clay Guida's. Uh... Clay Guida in our last matchup, like, it's just, how could you trust Michael Johnson's minus 150? How could you trust? I don't care how old his opponent is. I don't care. Whatever his. you got a lot, Patrick actually has 3.2 takedowns per 15 at a 36% rate. I mean, he's shooting over like seven takedowns per 15. I mean, Michael Johnson, I know he's got 78% defense, but I mean, he's been controlled almost 22% of his fight time. So, if there was any sort of path for Patrick, who's got 40% control in his career, I mean, that's the way it would go. And I just, I mean, maybe Michael Johnson can like piece him up the same way he was piecing up again, you know, like Mason Jones was taking care of Alon Patrick. It's just like Michael Johnson has not shown to have that type of cardio, fight IQ, trustability, anything. And Nothing. Patrick. I mean, plus one thirty probably isn't enough to trust him either. So fuck so, that. I mean, fuck right, this. So,
1: but, you know, 100%, yeah, hundred percent. So, but the cool thing about this fight is, while fuck this fight, a hundred thousand percent. I, I, I'm so excited to fucking watch it. I can't <laughs> wait. I really can't. Yeah, I love so, the fight. You're the right, you're I right, want right. to no, no, see it right. happen. I want to see it go down. No, I, I know I am right. So, Alain Patrick. Crazy spinning back fist, blitzing forward, constantly rushing forward, stupidly no fight IQ. But on the same side, you look at you look at Michael Johnson. There's no fight IQ. You're you're wondering what he's doing. He's got no gas tank. He 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 snatches. Listen to this. He snatches defeat out of the jaws of victory. He finds a way to lose fights. <laughs> it's a problem. Alain Patrik with his constant unorthodox swinging not following the rule books. Oh, this fight's not going the distance. That I think that's an interesting call. Um with with the, his with Alain Patrik's constant swinging and moving forward being crazy, he always puts himself in fucked up positions to get finished, which gives Michael Johnson a chance. However, Michael Johnson never capitalizes on the opportunities he should and Let's just be real. Let's call a spade a spade. Alain Patrick has fucking heart for days. I know we talk about fires having heart. It's one of those cliche things. Alain Patrick, heart for days. And let's be real. Michael Johnson, if he struggles anywhere like we've been alluding to this whole fucking time, it's the mental game. So somebody with heart for somebody with no heart with a chance to win with no thanks. No, thanks. Oh, I'm sorry. T- I'm, sur- I'm probably similarly. I'm waiting for weigh-ins and face-offs circling my winner based on the the judo, the vibes that I feel probably leaning away from Michael Johnson because fuck it. And there's not a single bet to be played.
0: No touching. No, no touching. Uh, anybody?
1: Anybody watch uh, Arrested Development? No touching. No touching. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: no touching. Uh, so, we got our next there's one There's always
1: uh, money in the banana stand. <laughs>
0: uh, we got Vina Janjirova versus Angela Hill. We got Grappler versus Striker Delight. What's going to happen? What's going to play out? What's going to win out here? I mean, you look statistically. I think there's a little bit of a blueprint of what to expect here. Um, I-, I mean, Janjirova. She doesn't really have a size advantage. Let's you know, be honest. That's my real wife. She's four years younger. That is definitely Guru's real real wife. And uh, you, you look at the stats and, like, statistically, Hill does everything you want to see from distance. So And on tape, I mean, especially against someone like Roba, I don't see her striking really working out against someone like Hill. I don't see her dropping her like she did against Shibosh. Now, the thing is also Hill – Question is what happens if Jadjarova is able to close the distance and start to get this in the grappling realm? So, Guru, what what do you think
1: happens? No, so I, and I was wondering because the kind of way that you teed it up made me feel like I maybe influenced you at least a little bit, which makes me feel good. Like I don't see it for Verna here. Like, yeah, she's the favorite. That's like already the red flag to me. This fight should be way closer to pick them. Angela Hill, an absolute nineteen. UFC fights she nice. has fought she fought everyone everyone split decision loss to Amanda Lemos who by the way we just capped that fight I thought Angela Hill won Amanda Lemos gets fucking standing triangle choked in under two minutes like come on unanimous decision loss to Tisha Torres Tisha's changed her game tremendously win over Ashley Yoder needed to dominate more Split decision loss to Watterson. Closest could be. Split decision loss to Claudia Gadelia. Possibly pretty much won that fight when Claudia Gadelia gassed out after the second, you know, midway through that second round. Super close fucking fight. Okay, so we've seen the path. The writing's on the wall. Angela Hill, she gives it. It's too close, right? Who finishes Angela Hill? C- can you? You can answer for me verbally.
0: Uh, so there have
1: been two submissions.
0: One was Carlos Barza
1: and one was Rose Namajunas. And uh, wait, was it? Is one's Ron oh, Rand- oh, Rand- one was on uh, the ultimate phone. Rand- no, you got it the other way, but the other one was one- random Marcos, random Marcos, random Marcos, Rose Namajunas, and Carlos Barza 2014, 2015. That arm bar in 2019 is a little bit egregious, I don't really like not that, a, but, but, but 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 but. Can, but before I put before it sounds like I put my foot in my mouth, which I almost did, even though 2019's three years ago, how many fights since random Marcos are you ready for this? Angela Hill time is not like other people' time. ready? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. she's had ten. This is her 11th fight since then. She is fucking insane. Yes it's recent in normal years it is not recent in Angela Hill time that's fucking crazy so she has she has not been submitted in uh, if if any fighter is lucky they have that long of a UFC career she's done that in 3 years
0: Yeah I think athletic she athletically she was always kind of there it's now the technique has started to catch up So she's really learned a lot in the jujitsu game because her striking was always ahead coming from the Muay Thai background. But now she's starting to really catch up being out at Syndicate, having all these great training partners in the grappling. I think it's it's really been like a boon to her game that, you know, uh, and I will agree, you know, Rogue, you do got a point here. She hasn't fought anyone with Vina's jujitsu level. I just don't, I don't trust Vina's, wrestling how is she getting there? athleticism she... yes to, to get to the wrestling aspect but one takedown and yeah it's not even close being as a high level black belt if the takedown happens it happens early and hill isn't able to get a scramble butterfly hooks in like she's been able to do recently then Angela she's in big time trouble
1: as, again it's but it's so important vienna jandaroba is while she's known for she, look at her control time she has 12 percent control time in her. i um, It's got there. Sorry. She got twenty four percent control time in her UFC fights. To Angela Hill's twelve percent. Right. Opponent control time. Angela Hill's only and again in, in nineteen UFC fights only given up sixteen percent opponent control time. She's not spending much time on the ground. She's very aggressive in shrimping and getting up to her feet. Um. You what? Right. What What would Vinner Jandarobi's game plan have been against? Um, Amanda Hebos in her last fight, right? Let's think about that. You're right. You're not going to try to, you're going to try to, Veena's game plan was to try to knock her out on the feet. Mm-mm. It was. Mean... Tr- yeah. No, but seriously, was that her game plan? Is that what you saw in the fight? No. Not what, not what it should have been. Cause right. maybe we think we see a hole in Hibos's chin. What was her game plan going into that fight? What hmm. did
0: she show you?
1: It was that she needs to try to get to the fight to the ground to get her submission working and it never really materialized.
0: Yeah, but Hibash is also like a high level black belt herself. A hundred percent. I just she, think,
3: yeah, my,
1: like I, my point is the is the cardio of Verna has been suspect for a minute. Angela Hill should throw an at five point five seven strikes a minute. Should throw enough activity while being the longer fighter to keep her at and more experienced fighter to keep her at range. And unless you can take Angela Hill down, who's got the 78% takedown defense, you know, you're going to have to control her there, which again, you know, 16% opponent control rate. All these numbers continue to back this up over 19 fights, you know, very, very tough. So, but, but that's the point. Do you want to bet on somebody that's, you know, you don't want to bet on either of these fighters because they're both one trick ponies. It's Verner by submission or Hill by decision. So honestly, that makes me kind of wonder what those lines are um, with the finish only or decision only on uh, on DraftKings. DraftKings has fight line, finish only. See, that's what I'm saying. They, they've lined it like I do. Finish only, Vienna is minus 360, and decision only, though that's interesting. Decision only, Angela Hill plus 105. The only problem with is Angela Hill loves to cough up that split decision. So maybe this is the fight to to bet the split decision prop on as well.
0: <laughs> See, I think it's going to be clear whoever gets their game plan. You really do work. think so. Interesting. I, I oh, do. I do. So, so I yeah. think if anything, like Janja Robin needs that submission, and if she's not able to get the submission, I don't think she's going to have that extended control time because I, that means I think she didn't get to those positions. Cause I think if she does, she should be able to get the finish here. But um, Wow. I don't, Oh, dude, that's when, like.
1: What was her last submission? What was her last submission
0: win? Uh, she a submission wins over Mallory Martin, not and, in the UFC um, anymore. Um, Felice Herrig, and then she's fighting her way to get at, back to the UFC. She snaps I mean, Kanako Marata's arm with an armbar attempt, and then Marata landed um, like last very the tiny more time for a long division. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like the, that's been all of her victories is using her her grappling. She's got 13 career submission wins. One was a knockout, but that knockout was okay. Her okay, getting all right, but but right.
1: again, but to my point, the line for the fight to go the distance is minus 200. So the bookies are saying overwhelmingly this fight's going the distance, and your your jujitsu chick is not getting the finish you want. Right,
0: right. It's just if you're gonna look at what finishes Hill has had in her career, I know we talked about oh how long ago they were, but three of them were submissions, and if there was so then the why not finish that Vina gets? So yeah, I yeah. mean if you're we gonna so, talk about fading narrative, if you got Vina to I saw like, it plus, plus two
1: seventy five.
0: But yeah exactly because her decision line is like plus 170 but the sub is plus 275 i think it's i just think it's dog or yeah bass. yeah exactly so that's ultimately where i come i'm gonna have like a smaller play on hill that was a
1: fun fight to debate
0: yeah definitely I, I like getting a little back and forth and rogue he likes verna looking to bounce back, not super confident. Hill is good, but th- plus three fifty 350 is definitely value because yeah, that's so there is. I appreciate that a lot. Roy. Solid chance. Um, and I appreciate the last time I debated with here.
1: you. I was on, uh, I was on somebody that definitely lost the last time we kind of, and you're like, Oh, I'm going to remember that. I definitely lost the last time we talked about that. So I appreciate right. you still being here. <laughs>
0: yeah. So uh, now we got a uh, Tutser Tyra versus Carlos Condalaria. We're back again. Keep it short and sweet on this end tyra um we we saw him on the regional scene dez showing up my dog what a guy Uh, appreciate you dog miss you man yeah hell yeah the dude so we got a tatsura tyra he seemed to be legit as far as like when you just watch a guy from distance the shifting movement with the feet in and out he was very comfortable moving around on the outside had a good sense of like Faints with his movement, one twos, solid combos, decent power, hurting people. But then when you start seeing like his wrestling and submission offense, you're like, wow, this guy really does know what he's doing. When he jumps on the back, it's smooth as hell. He goes for the body triangle. He's slick. It's quick. Like you can tell he's comfortable and he really grew up with it. And um, yeah, like it makes me really confident that you know Carlos Candelario with his really suspect wrestling defense that we've seen. Uh, you know, continually out here on contender series. It's just not something that you want to bank on him having a good yeah. fight out here against a guy. It looks like they're trying to set up Tyra as the prospect. Candelaria 100%. had to pull out, looked like a tough weight cut. was very 100- hard t- look
1: like a tough weight cut. He was the last one to weigh in when other people had missed weight that day.
0: Yeah. And, uh and ultimately sick. Fight gets called off. And
3: sick.
1: I was sick. But we can I mean, book it two weeks from now.
0: So he's gonna have to come weight again. But uh we got him parlayed. We got minus 240 on Tyra. And we did it with Iwan Kute Laba. We got a plus 106, two units. That's up on Bet MMA. We've got our other Ketlin Chukagian, 3.4 units to win two. We got Alexander Rockage 3.4 units to win two. And then we're uh Guru, you know, why don't you give us your closing thoughts on this fight? Because we got one more leg to our parlay to close out here.
1: On the Tatsutaira fight, yeah, yeah, you got, yeah, no, listen, yeah, no, 100%. Listen, you got, you got Condolario, right? Who's like, listen, you want to hear the real extensive breakdown because it was a much bigger play that week. It's from the, the podcast from two weeks ago. Um, when they were actually originally supposed to fight, we had a huge five unit bet on him. Uh, he the fight gets canceled that day. We scramble, we decide to put it on Andre Feely. Andre Feely gets knocked out in 45 seconds because he's a fucking dickhead. No, listen, he's Andre Feely's a fucking awesome guy and a savage fighter. We had talked about the fact that Brito would be live in that round one when you're not in the octagon for a year. I'm sure it's difficult. And he really wasn't slept He really was all just all right. Circle play. the horses, guru. I just wanted to circle back. Anyway, Tyra, man, should be better pretty much everywhere. Like you'd said, he's. They're setting him up for a dub, in my opinion. It, it's just kind of tough when you're fighting um, somebody like Condelario, who's who's got some decent experience as well. I'm happy not to have five units on him this week like we like we had had, but I feel very confident in our parlay and I think he's going to win. And I think with my phone, I'll be like, well, why didn't we play him for five units again? Well, I like think
0: a... we found a way to play him to still win two units just with another leg instead of having to risk the five. Right. So I think right, either right. way, I feel a little more comfortable, especially making that second weight cut to 125 within two weeks. 22 Agreed. year olds, he should be fine. But you know, there's a few more variables this time around. So uh, I'm definitely willing to take a little less exposure. And a little more risk in a parlay aspect, but we're actually, uh, we, we love our parlays here on uh on Chronic Combat. We know you yes, people we love do. them
1: too. And let's um let's finish up and let's let's cap this. Lat- we already kind of released where we are on the fight, so let's just get to it with uh Nick Maximov, undefeated eight and zero, and I believe his third UFC fight now, taking on Andre Petrovsky, awesome dude, another tough twenty nine contestant. Um, was one of the favorites in that. Uh, on that card uh, and not on that card on that show, Rogue Strummer agreeing with me that makes me feel good. Um, yeah, let's keep cashing those tickets. Agreed, yeah, Maximov out of the training with the Diaz brothers and uh, Andre Petrosky out of um, out of Philly. You know, I, I, I don't know if he was a CFFC guy, but I ran into him at a CFFC event. Um, good friends with Sean Brady and all those Philly guys because I think he's from the area, so
0: yeah well uh then you see nicholas maximov has really shown like uh man I, he's shown the fucking cardio right and the persistence and the wrestling. Yeah, he's from I pennsylvania mean, i mean yeah, yeah yeah henzo gracie uh philly um yep. yeah so maximov he's shown you know he's really willing to get after it uh control you know, I mean, uh, 62%. You see Petrovsky at 62% as well. I just think when you look at the guys that they fought in their two fights and the cardio that they had in their two fights, yeah, uh, it's like a whole other level. I mean, Hu it, it, it
1: jumps out on the tape nothing. to that point.
0: Yeah, I mean, Hu Yozhang, nothing. No, no response for anything on the ground. It's like Adrian was saying, when you're dominating someone, it's much easier to keep your gas tank. Gilmore, Petroski was gassed after one, kind of like Gilmore have a little bit of a, you know, a little show in round two, a little bit. And then round three just takes care of business, you know, gets back to the wrestling.
1: Eventually even gets the finish and yeah, saves us our ticket. Everybody and their grandma had bet yeah. Andre to win by finishing. Yeah, fight. even grandma was
0: in on it this time.
1: I did. I, you know, I stole her social security number and made sure she was in on it. So she cashed.
0: Yeah, uh, so Rogue is here on the Petrowski side. I was supposed to
1: make you laugh. What the fuck?
0: You didn't even <laughs> smile. Get out of here with your breakdown. I'm not going to lie to you, Guru. I completely missed that one. All right. Fuck you, too. <laughs> well, I'm trying to run the comments section. Yeah, whatever. I'm trying You're doing to, you a great know... job. You're a savage. All right. We're two hours so, in. You're doing awesome. So Nick Maximov, you know, Rogue, I get it. Line looks way off. But it's just like, yeah, if you think you guys should be minus 195, yeah, minus one the minus four something that also you know, like I get it, like it seems way off, but at the end of the day, they They're do the same the- thing, thing, and one guy just does it better and can do better. it more persistently. Yeah. So, like Petrowski, he is Six a decent sized dude. dude. He he you know, he re- is like re- exactly maximov has <laughs> got like all the advantages here when it comes to 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 what he can do in the wrestling and and I just think to have done what he did against Puna Soriano, Cody Brundage is a tough guy as far as cardio goes and just overall ability. Hu yeah. yajong and, and Gilmore, I mean, first and to take three rounds when you see your buddy Ramiz Brahimaj out there getting the round one on Gilmore, it tells you all you should yeah. know.
1: I mean, like res- nice respectfully, respectfully, forward. you combine all the skills of Michael Gilmore and you add them to the skills of uh, Yeozhang Hu, they're still not as good as Pulejano Soriano
0: that's it respectfully. respectfully respectfully so second leg of our seven unit parlay this week because we had a minus 140 that was too good to pass up we're gonna try to win five units here turn the boat around we had catlin chukagian 3.4 units to win two and minus 170 take that same line alexander rockage 3.4 units to win two and minus 170 we got that underdog play on Angela Hill is probably going to go up there kind of want to see the Wayne's face offs get a little idea you know how much we're willing to risk on it that's probably something you can uh, you can look forward to seeing um uh finally, you know what else um uh Jake Hadley by decision could be something that you might end up seeing yeah i like and, that fight uh, to go
1: the distance in general cuz i feel like what is that fight to go the distance in general i feel like people think that fight's going to be a finish
0: uh fight goes the distance um oh i missed it
1: fight props minus 150 that almost makes me now want to go the other way Hadley by submission is plus 450 so not by submission is plus 450 those are very generic lines
0: that's very interesting yeah ultimately uh cute Laba and tyra two unit parlay and then we got the seven unit one on on davy grant and uh nick maximoff so hey guys those are the, the recap of our best bets and uh guru. Take it away. We got 45 seconds to get under two hours.
1: <laughs> Listen, thank everybody so much for joining us specifically the UFC fucking unbelievable man. Got man. Awesome fighter. UFC.
3: <laughs>
0: Bantamweight. Contender. Bantam,
1: you, thank you. UFC Bantamweight contender, Adrian Yanez. Undefeated thank you so much for UFC. joining us. Seriously. Undefeating the UFC. Um, killing it gave us an hour of his time today thanks so much for joining us man shout out to the sponsors shout out to everybody shout out to my co-host for putting up with me at tv scouting mma you can follow him on twitter instagram verdict and Tapology. and if you're not already um guru scouting mma definitely follow me twitter verdict instagram and Tapology. you'll see us next week for uh home versus Vieira. And uh, I believe we got Prodigy MMA on. So that's going to be fucking sick.
0: Hell yeah.
1: Take care, everybody. See you next week. Didn't get under two hours, but I got close.
0: It's all right. We stumbled and bumbled. Thank you, Rogue. Thanks, Watch Rogue. You later, peoples.